Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy is good. Mm -hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Welcome everybody, it is Tuesday, November 29th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show coming to you as always from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios. Find out how it feels to get your MBA and feel like you're getting paid in the process by visiting business.louisville.edu. We're from 3 to 6 on 1450 AM, 96 to 1 FM, streaming all over the land. You know it better as the big X. we got Trevor Kelsey in the house, rocking his Sublime t-shirt, looking out of it a little bit. It's okay. Looking good, but also kind of out of it. Nope. Also on time. On, on time. One of us was on time. One of us was not today. Uh, I, actually, I was on time. The carpool line. I always blame the carpool line. Well, I was a little. I was later than I should have been today. And the carpool line stretched all the way out to Taylorsville Road. With, so, no, with the front, the front, the front line. line. The, okay. So no way to get around that. Like you, I, I can't split the difference. They've been good about the back line. They give us space now they, to make it through the parking lot. It's great. It's it kind of like Russian roulette with the back line. Sometimes you you will see some people who are smart enough not to pull all the way up and block, and then some are. Well, Recently, I don't know if it, I don't know if they told them to do this after we had such difficulties, but like I've never had an issue. They they, they, they where it starts to wind around. That person always leaves space for me to get through now. But the back, there's nothing you can do about the back line when it's stretching out to the main road. So I just sit there for a solid like you five minutes. Out, you have to go in the other entrance and but, go around the But they were the already going way. out the other entrance, yeah. so I couldn't go. Yeah, there was nothing I could do. So sitting there, for, but it's my own fault. I got here a little bit later than I should have because I was watching. Uh, the, wanted to watch the entire first half of Team USA versus Iran. Had to get that first half in. Had to get it in. I'm, I'm rocking my USA gear. I'm feeling patriotic today. Uh, sacrificing my nuts for the country like Christian Pulisic, who uh, you know scored a goal, paid the ultimate price by potentially having his testicles uh, ruptured completely. But small price to pay a sacrifice for, for your country. In, in freshman year to get to second base. Again, same exact thing. <laughs> so we are we're, we're keeping tabs. We got the game on here. United States needs to I win. I can't see the TV from here. Really, I know. Well, you have, you have the TV in, back. In this you have the TV right over there, which would be great to do the show if I could watch the TV that's right behind you. In. It has never worked since we've been here. And I can't move our monitor because it's like glued to the the thing, so I can't like slide it to the left or right a little bit just to. So the only TV we have to paint the picture for the, the folks at home who aren't watching via the YouTube streaming, which is coming in a day now, <laughs> is there's a TV to my right. And we've had this situation before where there's been something on that we want to watch. And the only way that I can watch is if I turn my head away from you. So I do this thing where I feel like I end up missing large chunks of the game because I'm sitting here talking to you, looking at you. And then I'll look back. I'm like, oh, my God. Like we, The women's team was up by eight. Now they're down by 16. What the hell happened? But I also don't want to be just staring at the TV and not talking to you. So we got to you know, do something about the TV behind and you. I'm in the same fixed. boat because for me to see it, I have to like slide to my left. 
and I can see it. But when I do that, then you're blocked by the computer yeah. screen, and it's like we're dealing with a lot of serious yeah, issues. I mean, like that, that's the thing. I mean, we've got this. We've got Louisville trying to get a win. We've got. I mean, it's just we're going to talk about that. We're dealing with a lot. We are dealing with a I'd lot prefer, of stuff on our plate today. I'd prefer to spend three hours in the soccer game, but we'll talk about the the men's basketball team taking on Maryland tonight. Uh, we do have, you know, if you're not paying attention, United States needs to win. To get through to the knockout stage, the Sweet in. 16, if you want to call it that. Anything less, if it's tie, Iran's going to go to the, the knockout stages for the first time in their history. But USA got the goal. Christian Pulisic scores on a beautiful uh, play there late in the first half to go up one nothing. They should have scored again, but we got these. The ACC refs have made their way to Qatar, and they're you know calling off sides that don't actually exist. So we're getting screwed. But now the the Americans have forced Iran to push forward. They were kind of just packing it in, playing for a zero zero draw. And now, uh, you know, we, we're trying to take advantage of their overexertion to potentially get a, a second goal, which would maybe put this thing out of reach. But uh, Americans up. We don't want to worry about any kind of goal differential, right? We're, no, we if just, we win, we're in. If we, if we win, win, it's as easy as that. If we win, we're through because, you know, Wales has one point. Iran has three points. If we win, we'd get four, so we'd be we'd be good to go. We'd, we'd have with England, yeah. Yeah, we, we would be, uh, yeah, we, we'll, we'll be good to go. But here's got, hoping we, it happens. We, we got to get in there to, to keep building anticipation for four years from now, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that th- that was the expectation for this group was you got a you got a draw where you're the second highest ranked team in your group yeah. behind England. Let's get through. Let's get to the, the the knockout stages again after missing the World Cup four years ago. This would be a nice little building block. And it sounds like if they would win, England right now leads Wales. It appears. Uh, it, it sounds like if they would, if they win this match, they will play Senegal, the the African champions. We played them not too long ago in a World Cup, didn't we? We played Ghana a couple Maybe times. We played Ghana a few times in a row, and it yeah. always went poorly. But yeah, you're Senegal, right. not the worst opponent you could have for the knockout stages. So you know, fingers crossed that would be nice. As Iran, ooh, big time chance in the box. Does not go well. Uh, but we will. We'll, we'll, wow, we're keeping tabs. High school too. Yeah, we're going to be distracted. <laughs> we're going to be distracted by the uh, the soccer a little bit here for the first hour of the show. Hopefully, we'll be celebrating. I mean, I say hopefully. I, I we don't get to celebrate much. But Can the we celebrate USA win at least. The things that we've had to celebrate on this show have typically happened while we've been on the air. Like we've we've had a good run. Remember the baseball games that we had? We there, twice Louisville needing to win while we're on the air. The, the decisive victory over Michigan happens while we're broadcasting. The Cam Masterman home run happens oh, yeah. live. We've had a couple of women's basketball games that have gone well while we've been on the air. But so Not the yellow jersey one. No, no, that, that, that was bad. But not much good has happened to L Athletics or athletics in general that we cheer for since we started doing the show. But when it does happen, it typically happens while we're talking. So that's, that's good, right? If we just stayed on the air for these Maui games, we would have had a fighting chance. What's the worst, worst day suckies commercial ever? <laughs> we want to hear from you between now and six. Text us on the Thornton Sex line, as many of you already have, at 502-414-1450. While you're at it, download that Refreshing Rewards app from Thornton. It's going to save you money at the pump, going to save you money inside. And again, new Refreshing Rewards members, they're being treated to a free breakfast sandwich and a free drink from Thornton's. So once you download that app, stop by any of the 76,625 area Thornton's locations. Get yourself some free grub, get a free drink, and then text us at 502 502- Four one four fourteen. So, by your philosophy, if you had not gotten sick, you would have done a show while on the air, in, despite without me, during the uh, Maui tournament, and we would have won a game. Exactly. So, if COVID we, cost us a win in that tournament. Well, no, because we were all, we were supposed to be on the air for those shows. Like COVID, what didn't COVID only kept us off the air for Monday, and it okay. was because you know Mary couldn't get out of bed. And I was like, yeah, I can't. I, can't yeah, I remember he sent me the picture of you holding the kids. And like, uh, they're like all in my lap <laughs> as I'm texting you and Dugan. Dugan's like, can I bring the Comrex over? I was like, that's not going to work today. I was like, I was like, any other time, I, I can't hold. John's 
the, the cryingest baby in the history of babies. I cannot do the show with a crying infant on my lap. Uh, so that, that wasn't going to work. But Tuesday and Wednesday, we were good to go. We just we didn't go on Tuesday because the game was going on at the exact same time. And we're not now because we have the games on our sister stations. They don't. You know, we're, but we're had not, you done the show during the game, exactly, we would have won. But we can't do that. You we, cost us. We win. can't. Compete. I'm going to lose this bet because no, of you. We we can't compete with the um with with the official post game shows. Like they want you know their own time to understandable. Yeah. They, they don't want competitors out there, especially if we're all on the same team. I don't know, right so, now they might want to. So with that <laughs> with that start time, we couldn't do the show on Tuesday, and then we did do it on Wednesday. But after an zero and six start, maybe they'll just be like, you know what, just do another show against us. Maybe have someone else. Maybe it's better if they don't listen. To you it. can do the show as long as you don't talk about the men's basketball team. <laughs> we're just trying to. We keep, can accomplish that. We're just trying to keep the conversation as far away from this team as People possible. People tune over. We're just talking cocaine bear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we end it with like, "This we're, is the official post game show of Cardinal Athletics." We just got beat by Maryland. Why did I talk about the game? Granted, I understand the cocaine talk right now, but come on. We've got to talk. We do have to talk about tonight's game a little bit. It's the final. It's the end of an era. The final ACC Big Ten Challenge, which we found out yesterday. Uh, this is the 23rd year. Should I play taps? 23rd and final year. After this year, it's going to be replaced by the ACC-SEC Challenge. It was so young. And we have a – there's a good trend. The trend lines for this game are good. Okay. That's where we're going to start the conversation. I, I've got, People I've, say you've been too negative. Mike, what's going on? Stop, you know, we're 0-6, but my God, the kids are <laughs> they are showing improvement. At least we're not 0-6 with, th- with six 50-point losses. Why don't you talk about the positives? Um, you know, we're scoring points. And to those people, I'll say, okay, I'll start with this. Louisville, this is their ninth. It's hard to believe it's been nine years since we joined the ACC. This is the ninth ACC Big Ten Challenge that we've played in. We're 4-4. Four and four. four wins, all at home. Four losses, all on the road. Maryland, the only team that's played in this challenge on both sides. They remember the ACC. They killed it when they were in the ACC. They went to the Big Ten, and as typically happens when you make a move to the Big Ten, things fell apart. They have won one, just once since they joined the Big Ten, and they're 0-3 on the road in the ACC Big Ten Challenge since joining the Big Ten. Vibes are right. Vibes are feeling good. Now, everything else about this game that I'm going to say is not nearly as positive. I will throw this one into you for you. Okay. Uh, our boy, former, former, former radio legend, John Renshaw, in town to go. He's a big Maryland fan. Yes. So he's in town to go to the game tonight. He was in the Bahamas last year for the Louisville-Maryland game. Ooh, that went well for us. That went well for us. So maybe him being here, and, you know, he's had a good life. He can sacrifice a win. Yeah. His, his Dolphins are, are They're 6 are no, they don't. They don't need this yeah. game. So possibly him being in the house for a second straight year against Maryland could be a good thing. Maybe sure. not to keep him sure. on the wagon, but now that we've got the positivity out of the way, yeah, let me talk about, about the game. This is, <laughs> and we'll talk more about this tomorrow if the game doesn't go the way that we want it to. But it's impossible not to go into this game feeling like a little bit just jealous and envious of Maryland, right? Because a year ago, you know, we go to the Bahamas. They were a preseason top 25 team. You, you kind of forget that. They, they were supposed to be the big dogs going to the Bahamas. Like, they, they were, when we started playing poorly, we're like, man, Maryland's going to kill us. But they get off to a rough start. We go to the Bahamas. We beat them in the championship game. They, very soon thereafter, come to a parting of ways with Mark Turgeon. He's gone. Danny Manning takes over the reins. and It's, it's a, a wasted season for them. The same exact thing happens to us a month later. We have a parting of ways with Chris Mack. Once the season goes sideways, we let Mike Begeese coach the rest of the way out. And I think Louisville, Maryland, they both ended last year with very similar records. So two programs 
that historically have had a ton of success, national championships in recent history, both have passionate fan bases, both have a lot of pride, both want to be better than they, they, they're currently, uh, their present standing. And same seasons last year, they end, same boat. Fired a coach midseason, now where do you go from here? We end up with the, their interim head coach, ends up on our staff. We hire Kenny Payne. They hire Kevin Willard, a guy who was brought up every now and then in the U of L coaching search, mostly by people saying, "Why the hell would you hire Kevin Willard? He can't win at Seton Hall. What are you doing here? Like, let's—he's he, a seventh or eighth option at best." Maryland now, through the first month of the season, six and zero, ranked in the top twenty-five. Kevin Willard's the first coach in Maryland history to win his first six games in his first year. He's the first coach in Maryland history to get the Terrapins ranked in his first season on the job. Louisville. Impressive, actually. Louisville, less successful so far. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, the complete opposite of what he just. You just well, we are. They're six and zero. We're zero and six. First zero and six starts since before World War II. Kenny Payne still we're month, uh, almost a month into the season has not won a game, and who's to say you know, where these two programs are four or five years down the line? Maybe Willard. You know, this is he has the same type of run that he had at Seton Hall, where they're they're good. But they're not going to Sweet 16s. They're not going to Elite 8s. They're not realistic Final Four or national title contenders. And after a couple of down years, Kenny Payne gets a rolling on the recruiting trail, and we're playing for national titles four or five years down the line. Maybe. That's what you hope. But as of right now, it's hard not to sit here and be a little bit envious of what they've done. Because we were in the we were kindred spirits last year. We're in the exact same boat. Louisville, Maryland had the exact same seasons. They go into the offseason in the exact same situation. They, we both hired new coaches. They're 6-0. and We're 0-6. And it's hard not to compare the two programs right now and be like, well, early returns say you guys got it right and, and, and we got it wrong. But again, very soon, very early. But that does kind of feel like the storyline going into this game. Maryland is a team. If you watch them play, and I don't know if anybody's seen Maryland just yet, they play the way that I think Kenny Payne wants his team to play. Bunch of front court dudes. They don't shoot the three well at all. You look at their three-point numbers, you're like, how are they 6-0? How do they score? They're the 20th highest-scoring team in America. Their last three games, they've scored 88 points or more in all three of them. They blasted Miami, who I think is pretty good. You know, that's the only real team they played. Though. Really, yeah, for sure. They're, they're kind of – I don't think that they're – like, they're not a lock to make the NCAA tournament, even though they're ranked in 6-0 right now. We'll find out how good they are once they get into conference play. We'll find out this week. After us, they play Illinois, Wisconsin, Tennessee, UCLA. Yeah, it's, it, 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 it's it ratchets a up a bunch of notches. Yeah. But if you watch them play – they play the way that Willard seems at Seton Hall played. Very big, very physical. They dominate the glass. They, they they get a ton of fouls. They play the way that I think we thought people thought this team was going to play. They're the they shoot the three poorly. They shoot like thirty percent from three. They shoot over sixty one percent from two. They're the eleventh best two point shooting team in the country because they pound it inside. They use their athleticism and their size to just destroy opponents, and they draw a ton of fouls because they're aggressive. They scrap. Defensively, they're fantastic. Like They play the way that I think we thought we had a chance to play with all of our front court talent. And I'll say this going into the game. If our bigs don't start playing bigger than they have, we're going to get bullied all night tonight. Like There's no way around it. If we don't play hard, if we don't play physical, if we don't look stronger and more confident than we have the, the, the first six games of the season, they're going to bully us all night long. And that's the concern right now. It, like He has instilled that confidence. And the other thing about this game is if you go back, I watched the highlights from last year's game in the Bahamas. They've got four guys averaging double figures. All four of those guys are averaging 5.0 re- rebounds or more. 
Three of those four guys played in that game last year. They've got guys who are playing on last year's kind of whatever throwaway season where they're losing to us. They're, you know, they're winning, what, 14, 15 games, having a losing overall record. Those guys have all gotten markedly better. All of them have had an extreme uptick in production under the new head coach. We brought back a lot of guys who played on last year's team. A lot of those guys aren't playing better. Jalen Withers is the exception. Sidney Curry, way worse than he was last year. L. Ellis. About the same. Kind of about the same. Way the, more turnovers because I mean, he's on the ball the now. The numbers are higher, but it's just because of the minutes. All the numbers game. are higher, though. The turnovers are True. way higher. The points are obviously way higher. The shooting percentage is down because he's mm-hmm. you know he shot like 9 of, of 35 in, in Maui or whatever it was. I don't think it was actually that good. He had a, he, LL's had a rough Maui. There's no way around yeah. it. Um, I mean, J.J. Trainer kind of looking like the same guy that he's uh, been. Trainer looks like the guy you would have thought to see him at this point last year. Maybe. Like, I feel like last year's just completely erased. It was a waste of time for Trainer. My point is, we haven't had the guys like they have that have gone from, you know, seven and three last year to 14 and seven. Like, that's what we thought we were going to get from some of these players that we were bringing back. Has not happened. Will has been able to get it out of his guys, and maybe they, you know, maybe they're just better. Than the guys that we brought back, who knows? But it is going into this game tonight. We're Louisville's a twelve and a half point underdog. It's it's tough not to look at them and be like, man, we were in the exact same boat eleven months ago. So you're saying Willard was is able to get out of these players what last year's Maryland interim coach couldn't get out of them? Yes, said coach who is now our assistant. That's what I'm saying. Okay. That's it. May not be that simple. I like, hope to God it's not that simple. But that's the appearance, right? Yeah, I think you're maybe dancing around it. I don't know if you're just trying to avoid taking a shot at Danny Manning. I don't know. It's not Danny Manning's catching strays here. I don't think it was his fault. But Manning was in is in wasn't his coach. fault, but he wasn't the solution either. I mean, we hoped that. I mean, you, but like we hoped with you know a full time head coach who had a full off season to work with these guys. A guy who was the big man whisperer. Like you hoped that Kenny Payne and company would get more out of these front court players than Mike Pegues in a weird situation was able to last year, right? And it hasn't happened so far. There's no way around it. Especially Curry, but we got Kenny Payne getting asked explicitly about Sidney Curry yesterday. And once again his answer is he's got to get in shape. And like, you know, who, who who's responsible for that? I, I I hate to keep harping on this. He's like, he's gotta get in shape, things have to click. I'm like, we we had a whole off season of this. I mean, should we blame the 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 the, the, the cashier the cashier at the food court the sack for for giving him Taco Bell? I, I don't mean, know what's going on there, but yeah, I mean, at least they benched him finally because it was frustrating as hell to hear Kenny Payne after every game be like, "Yeah, he's just you know, he's not in shape. We we work on conditioning. He's not conditioning well enough." I'm like, "Well, then how is he still starting?" They finally brought him off the bench last game. It didn't seem to make any improvement. He didn't seem overly inspired now that he was coming off the bench. But um, we played 17. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, Iran oh, almost ties it. That was that was dangerous. I'm getting a little nervous. This is the Greg Berhalter thing again. Talking soccer with soccer experts, they're always aggressive in the first half, and they play off their on their back heels in the second half. This is what we do. This is that's not good. No, we're we're a, a fast starting team. That, we're not that, a great that, finishing team. Is that because of our youth? Maybe. Sure. <laughs> we're young. I mean, yeah, we're just all energetic, and then we just get kind of like, eh, and then we just kind of fade away into like the teenager mode of I don't care. It's the lack of a winning DNA. That's what I'll say. All the all we use all the sports cliches we can. Yeah. <laughs> oh, youth isn't necessarily a cliche. I mean, we are young, right? Oh, I mean, everybody th- says they're young when things aren't going well. I'm right? not. I mean, I'm sure Argentina doesn't. They're like all 45 and and up. We're too young. <laughs> we're too young. Tonight's game, Maryland, very experienced. We're too young. That's that's the, there's your there's your summary. Too there's young. your built-in excuse. We're not too not too less talented. We're too young. 
We're building. Building blocks for the future. Men's soccer team. U.S. men's soccer team. And uh, the U of O men's it, basketball is team. Is it Christian Pilslik? Isn't he like 20? He's young. Yeah. Well, now he's like 24 now. Don't we have like the Prince of Nigeria or something on the team too? No. Um, I assume the Prince of Nigeria would be playing for Nigeria. But <laughs> I believe Tyler Adams is like 20. Like he, I think he was the, he's like the. Do we have royalty on the team? Do we? Yeah. One of them's like a prince or something. You boy. I kid you not. I was listening to the game against Wales on the radio and they brought this up. They're like, he's like the, one of the guys scored the goal for Wales against Wales for it. Oh, where? Yeah. I guess that's his name. He's like, he's like the, uh, he's like, he's like the Prince of the Munda or something. <laughs> he's got his own money, his own money. <laughs> <laughs> The guy's been sending me emails for twenty years. Somebody's gonna have to help me out with that. And that's what they were talking about on the radio when I was trying when I was listening to the Wales game. He uh who's Tim Wales' parents? Like he Wales, by the way, he's, he's had a bunch of threats today. He's not done much. Um well his his father, they call him soccer royalty because he was fantastic for Jamaica. Okay. And they, what, Is that what you're thinking? <laughs> no, that's where they said he was like <laughs> Did you hear soccer royalty and think that it was like literal royalty? Before they named like a country, like it sounded like Zamunda. No, his his father is football royalty. Because <laughs> I kept thinking, why do we have a guy that's like the the principal of like an African? Oh, country? okay. No, his his father is he's soccer royalty, but he's also the president of Liberia. Yeah, see, there you so go. He's, yeah, so he's the prince. I don't know if they. That's not the way it works because he's not the king. Vice president. He's the president. He's the he's the son of the president. You can't just assign a Disney movie. Prince Baron first, Trump. First kid. Prince Hunter Biden. No, oh, no. Oh, he said the name. Yeah, so we do have a royalty of some kind. Maybe it's not, they, they're not royalty. Maybe they were exaggerating slightly on the radio, but. There you go. Tim Wayes. I, I did not realize his dad was the, the president of Liberia. Yeah, see, That's cool. See, I'm, 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 How pissed are the Liberians that he's playing in the United <laughs> exactly. States? Exactly. Like, that was what I started thinking when they talked about it on the radio. It would be like if Baron Trump was like, I'm playing playing for Morocco. I don't think anybody would care about that. <laughs> he's huge now. Yeah, he is he's tall. Yeah, he could be a goalie, yeah. We, I mean, yeah, we need him. He's like 7'2". He's enormous. Yeah. He's a unit. <laughs> we may need him on the U.S. men's national team in a while here. Um, I don't think the Biden kids are going to help us out much. No, no, no. They could get us some deals on like hotels overseas or something. Oh, God. <laughs> You're wading into politics. Just leave your laptop at home. Uh, we've got the laptop. Uh, the laptop. The laptop. <laughs> like, he's not president. Who cares? Um, sorry. Sorry if that offends. Uh, we got the Americans' free kick coming up here as they try to score. If they get to two, the parties were good. Yeah, if, if they get to 2-0... All of a sudden, we're feeling pretty good. I like the the. We have the if we score, are you going to give me a goal? Yeah, I'll give you a goal. A long goal. They've got the believe the the Ted Lasso sign. Are we leaning too heavily into the Ted Lasso stuff? Have you seen yeah. this? I think we are, I, and I, I'm somebody who loves Ted Lasso. I don't even know. I haven't even seen us lean into it. Oh but my god! I can dude. already tell you. I, I I would. I can imagine what it is, and it would be very annoying. We made like we put up billboards in every one of the players' hometowns with like person. The, the billboards were all personalized letters from Ted Lasso. Like and it was like you know they wonder why other countries hate us. I know. <laughs> we we look around and go, why does not everybody love us? And other other like soccer loving countries, you probably think Ted Lasso is annoying as all get out. The show, is really pop- like, the show is really popular in England, but like we're leaning like we we have the the assistant coach is like delivering messages to the team that they're playing on the social media channels. Like they had, you know, our social media channel they have like a like. 
hey, Taylor Swift, like I know your husband's a is a Englishman or your whatever. Is, is she married? Whoever her. I think she got married and divorced by now. I don't think she's married, but it's like your and boyfriend's an Englishman, out. but like, you know, tell him go USA. I'm like, why, why are we doing this? We, we, we don't have to do this. But we're leaning. It's like the one thing that we, the standard American knows about soccer via culture is the Ted Lasso stuff. So we're like, we, we got, we got one option here. Lean all the way into Ted Lasso. I mean, what's our other option? Go with the kid from Ladybugs. Oh, he's, <laughs> I got bad news for you. He's dead. Don't, don't, don't Google him. <laughs> no, I knew Rodney. I knew Rodney wasn't around anymore. But yeah. The, the, the kid, kid from, Oh, cause he was, Oh, that's right. He committed suicide. He, he did. Yeah. He was, uh, he I was found, on the old Say by the Bell college show. I remember he, he was. Yeah, I found this out drunkenly googling. No, I in, remember that in uh, in college, and it was a it made like a two a.m. night at Dayton. Is very the girl still around? She is. Okay, I don't even remember who she was. She was because she was in a bunch of movies at that time. She was um, um, not Julie the Cat, but she was in some other movies around that time. Okay, I don't know. I'm trying to think of another soccer movie. I've never the Big Green, the guy from Sandlot with the goalie. Yeah, have him in there. Yeah. Hamilton Porter. <laughs> like people are turning like, how desperate are you guys trying to avoid this basketball talk? We talked about it for like 15 minutes. Now we're going to talk about soccer. This is a soccer movie. America. Bend it like Beckham. Bend it like Beckham. Never not, saw it. Not necessarily. I did. I had to see it for, I made fun of that movie when it came out in high school. I'm like, I'll never watch this movie. My first week of college, they made us watch it for some, for this core Why? class, this core class that I was in. And it was not, it wasn't, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. It was not good. It's a college class. You paid to, yeah. you literally paid to watch that movie. I, I did. And I felt horrible about it the entire time. <laughs> and it was like, not during class hours. It was this core group that I was a part of, which was like three classes in one. It was a terrible decision on my, and my dad pressured me to do it. I did. I should not have done it. But like the very first week, they're like, it's a core group. So it's like 90 kids sitting in this big auditorium watching Bend It Like Beckham. What I was, was like, the class for exactly? It was core. So you had like. What is core? I don't Again, it was like it, basically it was like three classes wrapped into one. You had lectures one day, you had small group sessions the other day, then lectures every other day, and it was so it was like philosophy, English, and something else all time. It was awful. So the, the grade that you got counted as like nine credit hours. So it was like your, your entire GPA in the first the first semester I had this guy was terrible. It was like the worst. Like oh, he's the toughest one out of the core professors, and so I got like a a B minus, and it like wrecked my my, my GPA because like. I did well and everything else. And in the second semester, thank God, I had a guy who like, just gave everybody A's. It was like, so it was just like a hodgepodge class? Pretty much. It was just, you learned about it. It was a, a cool concept. It was poorly executed. It's like a snack. And every, and like none of my friends did this at Dayton either. It's like, like buying a variety pack of chips for college classes. I realized very quickly that like, I Oh, we got Lay's today. I wanted some Doritos. I realized very quickly at core that like, these weren't going to be the guys that I was going to parties with in the core group. Like the only one who, who was. It was like he had, it was roommates with one of my better friends there. He's like, "Oh yeah, I was in that for like three days, and I, I bounced out." I was like, "You made the right call." I don't know why. I Just stayed for Bennett Lake Beckham. Anyways, we, we watched Kicking Bennett and Lake Screaming. Beckham. That's another one. It is. That's the Will Ferrell one. Yeah, I've yeah. never seen it. Uh, I'm trying to think of another soccer movie. I can't, I'm, I'm drawn. There hasn't been many. That's another reason why they don't like us. What's the new show with uh, Ryan Reynolds? Oh yeah, the, uh, the Wexham that they buy the, the yeah. soccer team. My, my I really uncle, want to watch that. My uncle at uh, Thanksgiving was telling me he liked it. I, everybody says it's really good. It reminds me of I watched Sunderland until I die on Netflix, which was fantastic. Kind of about similar thing, like a team with a proud fan base in a small city that in England that has you know, fallen on some hard times. Ooh, uh, uh, mean very street, good. Mean Street Hooligans. Never saw it. With the, see one of the few that in uh, the faculty of the only two Elijah Wood movies I like. Something about Elijah. I like Wood. the faculty. I don't like Elijah Wood. I don't. Like, that was what, I don't either. That's kind of ruined the like the the, the Lord of the Rings for me. Like, just, it just he annoys me. Something about him, I just want to stuff him in a garbage can. Same. It just he, yeah. So, but uh, he's 
he plays like a uh, nerdy kid guy. Uh, of course nerd, he does. But he's a nerdy guy, and he goes to, I can't remember why he has to go live with like family in England, and he gets caught up in the whole soccer hooligan thing, and it's actually not a bad movie. At least I remember, but I haven't watched it since like 2004, so. We've got uh, could be none of my we've got 17 minutes plus stoppage time to go in the soccer match here as the Iranians continue to try to uh, to counter, but the Americans are stifling them out. One nothing, America leads. We got to go to break when we come back. We should still Whoa, be aggressive, right? Well, kind of aggressive well, to a point. Do it, Reeks. I got to bring up the song. Okay. Uh, before we go to break, though, reminding you about our guys over at First Bankers Trust. If you have financial needs, only one place to go in the city. It's First Bankers Trust. Visit firstbankerstrust.com to find out everything that First Bankers Trust can do for you. Their experienced portfolio man- management team provides in-depth insights into their investment philosophy, the economy, and relevant industry trends. They work with clients individually to make sure that you're meeting all of your financial goals. Again, advancing to the knockout stage, winning ACC Big Ten Challenge games, making money, handling that money safely and effectively. It all starts with one word, trust. First Bankers Trust. First Bankers Trust. I knew that. I was going to say trust. You're right. I had to guess right. You're correct. We'll go to break. We'll come back. More nonsense. Hopefully, we're celebrating an American victory in the second segment. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Keep it locked right here on 1450 The Big X. It's all right. Sorry that you feel that way. The only thing there is to say. Every silver lining's got a touch of gray. Here on 1450, the Big X live from the Univell College of Business Studios, as we continue to keep tabs on the Americans taking on the Iranians in the pursuit of happiness and the pursuit of happiness and a knockout stage berth. I just I don't, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Americans lead one nothing here with uh, with ten minutes to play. Yeah, because we could have done that against Wales too. I mean. But it looks like if we do go through, we'd play Senegal. And the first thing I see when I open up my phone is Gorgie Zhang, Senegal's finest, tweeting out like. Fans from the World Cup celebrating them going through, and like I don't. Every World Cup, I cheer for the Americans first, obviously, and then if somebody else, you know, if they're not going to win it, I'm cheering for the best African team. Like I, I just want them to. It's who I, I fall in love with. I go like their, their fans seem to have the most fun. Their players, it's the, the best style. I love cheering for whichever African team makes it through to the knockout stages. If there's only one, if there's more than they're my squad, I don't want to play Senegal in the first match. I feel, I feel the same way when we've had to play Ghana all these times. Like I, it's annoying, but we got to do what we got to do. Go America. Go America. Go USA. Go America. Every time I say go USA, all I think of is the uh, the scene from D2 when they play the street hockey kids, which, by the way, just 
layered in racism everywhere. Well, but, I mean, we don't remember the, the name of the line shift in the first yes, one. Yes, <laughs> my, my buddy of mine was watching Mighty Ducks for the first time with his kids the other night, and he's like, they say the Oreo lines? Yes. He's, he's like, there's also a blue balls joke in here. He's like, what's oh, going yeah. on? He's like, what's going on with this movie? Yeah, that, that's, that's, good, that's good childhood movies right there. Slipping it in. Yeah. But <laughs> that's how this kid got here. Every time I watch this, I'm saying, all I think of is the kid when he's watching the, the – uh, that he, he's got his hands on the chain link fence as they're all driving away to their better lives to go play in the Goodwill game. He's like, he's like, go USA. Yeah. Oh, yeah go get him. Done my, uh, what's his name's brother? It's his, it's his, his older, older brother. brother. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Keenan uh, Thompson's the, older brother. The knuckle puck kid. Yeah. And then the knuckle puck kid gets to play on the team and he's like, he's clearly the better player and he still doesn't get a chance. He's like, what the hell? He, he's the one that also teaches the, uh, the, the, the kid the, how to fight, right? The Asian kid how to fight. Yeah. Hold his shirt up above yeah. him. He's like, there oh, you go, man. Well, Rand almost scores there. That was, that was dangerous. It's knuckle puck time. It's like, maybe get the kid who's the best player in the world, apparently, who's dominating the American national team in street hockey on the squad. You can actually see that scene in the background if you watch Boys in the Hood as well. Can you? <laughs> Go you, see Rick, you see Ricky running and he's in the background. Keenan, Keenan still trying to knuckle puck. Just knuckle pucking it. <laughs> Ricky! Hey, nice puck. Go USA. <laughs> Go okay. USA. Go get him. Anyways, 502-414-1450. We talked in the first segment there about tonight's game against Maryland. The men's basketball team still searching for win number one. It's also, the, the one thing we didn't mention, it's the third time in the last four games that Louisville's taken on a ranked opponent. Uh, I think it's the first time that I saw the stat, the first time that they've played three ranked opponents in November since like 2005. It's been a long time. Um, that our excuse. Yeah. We're a young team we're, we're a young playing team great teams. Just playing a brutal schedule. It's like, well, what about the App State and Wright State? Well, you know. They're ranked in, you know, in, in their conferences. In case you're wondering, by the way, Appalachian State, uh, since they played us, they lost back-to-back games to Campbell and Kennesaw State. Um, so hey, Kennesaw State, you don't, don't underestimate them. I'm absolutely underestimating Kennesaw State. So, not going great for them. Uh, Bellarmine is playing. Bellarmine is playing a world beater schedule. They played UCLA just the other night. They played Kentucky tonight. And though. they play Kentucky tonight. Um, they... Bellman, if you're wondering, is we're the only D1 team that they've beaten. Um, they beat Campbellsville Harrisburg. They lost to Morehead State. They lost to Clemson. They lost to Duke. They lost to Loyola Marymount by 21. They lost to UCLA. Now they play Kentucky tonight. They will play Alice Lloyd and Wabash the next two games. Two more non-D1 teams. Alice so Lloyd? It's going to be a while before Bellman, I think, gets their first D1 win besides Louisville. So, you know, Sounds like an art school. It's, well, it's one person. <laughs> it's, it's, it sounds like the, it sounds like your drama teacher in high school. Wright State, uh, since beating us, they they've actually fared the best out of any of the teams. They've only lost one more game since then. They lost to UC Riverside, but they've beaten Weber State. They beat Abilene Christian. They beaten Bowling Green. They are the highest ranked team out of those three, according to Ken Palm. They're at one sixty two. The other two are, are in the mid two hundred. So they lost to Riverside. Riverside. Represent Riverside. So, Wright State, by the way, now is, is ranked ahead of us on Ken Palm. They're eight plus better than us. So, you know what? Not a terrible loss. We had them beat. Are we still ranked ahead of EMU? Oh, yeah. Handily. I love how EMU we're ranked ahead of a team down that has a win and we don't. Well, their only wins over at NAIA school. <laughs> I mean, that's better than Bobby. Hello? <laughs> I mean, we're yeah, we're 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 a spot ahead of UC Davis right now, who's six and two. They're gonna, I mean, I know, they have no, to be furious. No offense, and if you're better than listening, don't take this personally. But I know you're D one, but I saw your roster, and as I as I said before, it's like looks like the 
high school team Michael J. Fox plays on before he becomes the werewolf. Yeah, I mean, it's just the goofiest. I said it before the game. I said it after the game. Yeah, no excuse to lose that game. There's, there's not. There's no excuse to lose any of those three games. If we're being honest, we will have a rivalry game coming up here soon. What I mean, what I mean by that is, we play Lipscomb. They currently on Camp Bomb are 170. We're 171. Ooh, that's an opportunity to climb, my friend. That's a ladder game. That's a, that's a chance to climb back up the ranks. <laughs> 171. There's only. Uh, Are we ranked ahead of FSU? No. I mean, I know that, that we we that's been like the talk that that could be a win. I'm less confident in that. I'm more hanging my hat on the A and M game myself. There's only one power conference team that's ranked behind us on Ken Palm, and it is uh, the Owen, the Owen Seven Cal Bears. Um, <laughs> Woo-hoo. Who are at, down there at two thirteen? Take that, you engineering! <laughs> I mean, it's going to come down. It's going to be a fight to see who gets their first game. Cal's zero and seven. They've lost to UC Davis. They played not. They lost to Southern, which is a bad loss. But besides that, and Texas State is a bad loss. But they lost to TCU, Clemson recently. They'll play USC. They actually open conference play on Wednesday tomorrow. They play Arizona after that. They're going to lose that. They have a chance though. December seventh. Circle that. They play Eastern Washington. That's a game that they're going to be favored to win. It's a race to one. Between us and Cal, who gets there? Do you want do you, do you want to throw it on this bet and take Cal? When when when's that game? That we um, we get, I mean we play Florida. Eh, that's after the Eastern Washington game though. The Florida State game for us is December tenth. <laughs> and if we don't get that, I love how everybody now is circling. Like it, everybody's like all eyes on Florida A and M. Oh, any, it's the United gets our Super Bowl. In any normal year, <laughs> most Louisville fans wouldn't know that that game's on the schedule until like the day before we're playing it. They'd be like, well, "Who are we playing tonight?" Instead, people are looking. There's that graphic that's out there that is like, it's the scatter plot of you know, best offensive and defensive teams. It's one of those where it's like you want to be bottom right hand corner because that means you have the best offense and best defense, and we are all alone in like the top right according to power. Like there's nobody close to us in power conference teams, but they've got the non-power teams shaded out. And somebody went in there and found Florida A&M, who's like behind us on this ga- graphic, and they're like, all eyes on 12-17. And the Rattler's going to walk into the M Center and just wondering why it's so packed and everyone's going insane. <laughs> like, why do these people care about beating us? We're going to storm the floor? <laughs> this is what we're going <laughs> to We can beat Western. A&M's just so confused. They're just like, what's going on? We can beat Western. Can we? Will we? I don't know. What's going on with Dante Allen? Is he not not eligible? I guess or something. It, that's a good question. So the, I, I saw like this like clip of Stansberry kind of half crying at the post. Uh, yeah, well, that's, that's that's just how he looks. That's I just know. his face. That's why I wasn't sure. I was like, is this a bad news or good news? I can't tell. Rick Stansberry's he's perpetually flushed. He looks like <laughs> Stuart, the old Mad TV character, where it's just his, his cheeks are just constantly red. Uh, but he was upset. Dante Allen, who played at Kentucky the last couple of years, very he yeah. Stansberry, without going to, into detail, says. Dante Allen is currently being held out because he played at Kentucky last year when he was ineligible. Wouldn't that mean Kentucky? You'd think there'd be an issue with Kentucky. So, at this so Kentucky, point. so those games, if they won, should be vacated. vacated. Season. Yeah, well, at least those wins. Besides the St. Peter's game. Let, leave that on the record. Well, I don't think he played in that game, did he? Who cares? I think he was already left the team by then. Um, Dante Allen's a kid that we also reached out to when he first entered the draft, the, the portal. But look, you don't compete with Rick Stansberry. It doesn't matter who you are. Like he's gonna, he's gonna win. He's gonna find a way to get it done. Although he's gonna have a harder time now that NIL is an actual thing. But he's, yeah. I'm curious to see what that situation is all about because he hasn't been playing. People were asking questions, and then it comes out that Stansberry comes out and says definitively he isn't playing because UK played him last year when he was ineligible. He said that UK in in the brief clip I saw something about the UK because the games he did play in that was considered ineligible. UK paid five hundred bucks for each game. 
How is that a thing? I, that, how do you find $500 because you played a kid for a few minutes and turned it to... And they get out if they pay. It's like the what were the old things like the uh, I should have learned that I went to a Catholic high school. But there's a thing like back in the Middle Ages where the Catholic Church would say like if you sinned, you could have your sin absolved if you paid a certain amount of money. Like it was. I thought like, it was Saint Hail Marys or whatever. No, but like back in the day, they had this. It was the biggest grift of all time. Basically, like you, you know, you're not going to go to purgatory. You're not going to go to hell. But you owe us like fifty bucks. Well, that's not like the Catholic Church to me. It's I mean, <laughs> and it's kind of the same thing here with, with, with the Dante like Allen thing. It's like for every game you played, you owe us five hundred dollars. <laughs> uh, it's that's a weird deal. But Western, you know, they lost to Akron handily. They haven't beaten anybody of, of any real consequence. They beat Tulane, who's a decent team. They are six and one, but they're not going to be tested before they play us. It will be interesting to see. They play Wright State uh, next Saturday, two Saturdays from now. Who we obviously lost to. They play them at home, so. That will be a nice little transitive property deal to look at and say, you know, if they blow out Wright State, we don't feel good about that game against them. If it's close, then you know maybe we've got a shot. But um, right now, Ken Palm projects us to lose to Western by one point, so that's we got a shot in that one. Florida State is is bad, but we have struggled mightily in Tallahassee. They've had one win too, right? They've just got one. Their only wins over Mercer, and they got just hammered Sorry, by a bad Nebraska team recently. Like the thing about the Florida State is, like they're getting blasted in these games. Like they're you know, Stetson beat them by nine. UCF beat them by fourteen. Troy beat them by seven. Florida yeah. beat them by nine. We Sienna, get blasted Sienna by Power Five. Yeah, Florida. Sienna beat them by seventeen. Stanford beat them by ten, and Nebraska beat them by seventeen. We've played, you know, you know, three games where we lost by one against teams that have been beating Florida State handily. Like I don't know what that's all about. And Florida State, if you're wondering, they play Purdue coming up tomorrow in the ACC Big Ten Challenge, which might be the best team in the country right now. They just thoroughly manhandled both Gonzaga and Duke to win that PK-85 tournament. They play Purdue, and they play Virginia on the road before they play Louisville. So that is absolutely going to be a 1-9 versus, in all likelihood, 0-9 Louisville team. Would you have ever guessed in your Two life? Two years ago, three years ago. Ever. That the, we'd have a Louisville-Florida State game where the combined record could be 1-18. Five years ago, these two teams were like number one and two seeds. Unbelievable. Unreal. By the way, uh, we are in bonus time. Nine, nine minutes is a lot of time for extra time. The World Cup has been, they're handing out extra time like hotcakes. I noticed that like when I was it's watching. It's like 10 minutes every game. Yeah, it used to be like two or three almost always. Is this because of the new like replay system adding time? Or? It's these ACC refs, man. <laughs> so nine minutes is a long time, but we've got, uh, yeah, we're, we're in it. We've got eight minutes roughly. Eight minutes. Just play keep away, boys. Stay so I would do, yeah. Just keep it back. Moran is really pushing. I'm. I'm well, they very should. Nervous. They need a well, tie. Yeah. I'm, I'm, but they're also maintaining position. I'm very nervous about this. Just, just get us through. Just get us through. Just give us oh, one. Uh, don't uh, call that. Don't. Don't not call that. Okay. Wait, are we in white or blue? We're in blue. Okay. If we were in white, I'd feel a lot better right now. That's why I was wondering. I thought we had the ball. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> I do. I mean, I've loved. The only thing that sucks about having to do the show and, and the, the, the games being like 2 p.m. is there's there are very few game watch environments that rival like a U.S. national team playing in the World Cup type environment. Like I, I've loved going to those in, like in 2010 and 2014 when I became of bar age. Like that environment, it's just awesome. Like everybody's on, all on the same page. Everybody's celebrating. Even when we lost to Belgium, we were at Saints uh, back in 2014. Like it was such a cool environment. And, you know, not that this isn't great, just you and me sitting here watching TV while we talk on, on live radio. <laughs> but there's a little, it's a little bit different when, like, there's beer flying everywhere. And, you know, just the, the – it's – the World Cup's awesome. I mean, he wants the vices. I can, I can oblige. Oh, my gosh. He almost scored. Oh. Okay. 
Now you have you always Take been in time. the soccer, or did you were you did something like trigger it for you as you got older? Something triggered when I got older. Like, like I was, I'm, I'm saying, like, I, were you like me? Like as a kid, you were like soccer's players, soccer's are the ones who aren't stupid, good at every sport. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like I would watch the World Cup when it was on, but I was never. I, I very much was like a like this is you know whatever. What was, what was your first World Cup? Do you remember then? The one 90, that we hosted, ninety four. Ninety four. You remember that really? Yeah, I, I remember playing Brazil. And like the guy who should have gotten the red card when he just like drilled, yeah. uh, what's his name for for America in the face? Like I remember watching that. That's funny because that's the first one I vaguely remember. I she was in Chicago during it. I mean, I was ten, so. not realizing it. I was fourteen, but I the, my favorite story from this is that I was we were at, I can't remember a mall or something. Tab Ramos, right? What's his name? And uh, I'm sitting here in line to get food at some place, and it's like this is taking forever. And it turns out like four members of the Brazilian soccer team were in front of me. Oh wow! Like the, the guy that where I was, I think I was at Subway or something. I don't even remember where I was now. And they were getting like stuff signed and constantly. And I'm like, I just want my meatball sub here, people. Uh, but that was the Italy France, I think, uh, final, if I'm not mistaken. I don't even remember. I, I kind of remember listening to the game, but that was yeah. And we tied Colombia because of the, the um, two Escobar story, yada yada. Uh, that was that was kind of me. I didn't get that was my first time actually kind of like. In, I don't want to say liking soccer, but like actually acknowledging it. I got into it. And then I remember 98, we were supposed to be so good. 98, and, we and then 98, and then definitely in 02. 02 was the one that was in uh, Korea. Korea that was early yeah. one. That was the one I actually really got into. I was I was waking up, well, I mean, let's just say, yeah, I those stayed away. were like in the middle of the night. Yeah, and I was, I, me and my, I my buddy, we just got re- really into it. And I think it also helped that I just started playing like the soccer games on Super uh, N64. I think the soccer games really help out the sport. I think it really did too. And that's that that since then, so I've last twenty years, I've been much more. And every year, I, I feel like I learned more and more about it. I was very much like as a, a kid growing up. Like we had kids in my my grade school who were very like like really good at soccer and but like weren't good at football or basketball. But and you know, I kind of was like, yeah, hey, you guys you play soccer because you're not good at any of the other sports. It was very much that. And then in high school, like. A lot of my best friends were big time soccer players, so I got really into like just following them and following going to the soccer matches and stuff. Like I had more friends play played like close friends who played soccer than I did like on the the, the football team. Um, like so, I, I felt like I kind of got into it that way. Like learn, like, I, I didn't know the rules. I just knew like whenever the official gave the ball to the other team, I'd boo. I'd be like, <laughs> like why? Like why? But so that's when I started to get into it. And then I've, I've ever since then I've liked watching. I feel like I'm still to this day learning new rules about that. Yeah, I mean I'm not. I mean, I'm certainly not an expert. Yeah, by any stretch and, and of the I'm, imagination. I'm far from one. Even when I play FIFA, I'm like, okay, which strategy do I want to use? Oh, it doesn't matter because I have no idea exactly. what, I'm, what I'm picking anyway. But people are always like, who's your favorite club or what's your favorite? Like I follow just pretty much the men's national team. Like I like following them through qualifying. I like following them through the various tournaments. Um, I I always say West Bromwich Albion is my team. I think they're in like the, the third best league in England now, just because when I played FIFA. That was the team that like I was like randomly assigned. See, so that, I just always play with them. Or AS Roma because I called them Ass Roma when they would come along along the bottom screen, and my soccer friends thought it was hilarious. See, twenty year old Trevor was Man U, Matt Wow, and, and the and, Yankees basically. And, and I didn't, well, I didn't realize that at the time because that's who I would use with Ferdinand and and, and company. I would I'd always beat up on uh, my buddy to the point where he actually had to end up throwing his controller and shattering it one day. Which was, boy, which was I mean, come on, that's like a like a. a a token of pride. It's Achievement unlocked. Yeah, sure. when you make your friend throw the controller and shatter it, you've won. You're like, I, this is like the, the, a Nobel Prize in video gaming over here. Yeah, or just like friendship. <laughs> yeah. So, but I was so yeah. As as very quickly as in my mid twenties and got older, I realized like yeah, yeah, this is the the Yankees, the bandwagon team, and that's not who I am. I'm always kind of more fan of the underdog and. So even though I don't hate Man U, this, I really don't have a favorite team myself. I love the so- like this is it's one of those things that I hate when I watch say Virginia basketball do it. 
I love the soccer killing time strategy. It's like, oh, ball went out of bounds. I'm just going to run right by it. Not going to pick it up. Just, uh, who do I throw it can, into? Can you add stoppage time to stoppage time? You can. You can. <laughs> oh, okay. you can make it go a little bit longer. But like, you know, the, the throw in where you're like looking around. It's like, oh, the guy standing directly in front of me. No, I don't know if I want to make that throw. I'm just going to look. I'm going to hold this for 20 seconds. Like, the best is when like Let me it's a, a text. <laughs> yeah, when it's a goal kick. The goalie's just like looking around. He's like checking his watch. He's like talking to people in the crowd. Like, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to do what I can. <laughs> It doesn't matter here. Uh, but we now have about two minutes left of stoppage time. We have to go to break. When we come back, hopefully we're going to be celebrating a victory. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh, get it out of the box. Uh, go USA. When we come back on the Mike Rutherford Show, hour number two, if you hate the soccer talk, we'll move on. But hopefully we're going to be celebrating a soccer victory. And we'll talk a little bit uh, of basketball. And we'll hear from you on the Thornton Sex Line at 502-414-1450. Hour two is on the way next. Keep it locked right here on 1450 The Big X. Second hour here at the Mike Rutherford Show on 1459 the Big X. Trevor, would you care to join me in a rendition of the National Anthem or the Pledge of Allegiance or something else, Americana? Because freedom is reigning throughout Qatar. Figuratively, not literally. The Americans are through to the round of 16, the knockout stage, if you will, with a one nothing win over Iran. We're moving on. We're playing through. The dream lives. Go, I almost said go cards. Go America. Go Yanks. Go USA. Let freedom reign. Our land is your land. My land is Thailand. I don't remember. What's the... There's something about purple mountains in there, right? Majesty. <laughs> Different song. That's okay. What's the Purple Majesty song? My Country Tis a Day. I had a strain in high school one time. Go Purple Majesty. Okay. That's <laughs> Go America. Go. Only America. Only in America. <laughs> uh, the Americans hold on despite a, a late scare there with a potential foul in the box. If that dude had just not flopped and maybe tried to score, he probably would have uh, I think had a chance. He, I think he'd get stopped anyway. It looked like he, he'd gotten the ball a little too late on the pass. Well, I mean, nutmeg the turn. Got it through the goalie. If he, maybe if he tried to get an actual foot on it instead of just flopping for his life, uh, we'd have a yeah. the Iranians be through. But they're not because, you know what, they're Charmin soft and we're moving on. So suck it, Iran. Um, can I say that without? Oh, no. Are those, getting, is that war? I get a, are those wars started over here. Oh, boy. Who would have thought if there was war, war like, called on the Rutherford show because of you, not me? That's fair point. Fair point. Uh, all I know is America's through. We're moving on. We're in the knockout stages for the, uh, I think, the third straight time at a World Cup, which is impressive despite not, not making it for you. Yeah, I was going to say, it didn't, since we've been in the movie, World Cup, yeah. we, we, were, we, were, we went through in 2014, lost to Belgium. We went through in 2010. That was the famous, the, the, uh, Goal against Algeria, the Landon yeah, Donovan Landon goal. Diamond, yeah, I remember. And then 06 was bad. I played that soundbite many a times on the show. Oh, it feels good. It feels good. Now, M- more soccer to come. We haven't gotten past the second round of knockout, though, since what, like 1940s? Yeah, they, we haven't made it through the past the quarterfinals since um, 
Yeah, the, the one year when we like went to the the finals. Third, well, I think we came in third. We came in third. Like lost it was in the thirty six or forty it, it or was something. One of the very first World Cups. Around the same time, Louisville was having the similar season that they're having in basketball. Record setting for different reasons. For I sure. want to. I want to say yeah, it was like around the. I think it was like when Germany wasn't even in it though, or yeah, it was Brazil. It was a different time. Yeah, because of the the war going Basically on. Basically, like yeah. the UK basketball, like seven of their national championships. <laughs> When all the teams look like Bellerman that we lost to. Pretty much. <laughs> that's the same thing. That, that's our soccer claim to fame. It's just, it was the Adolf Rupp era, but that's, uh, that's okay. <laughs> we're moving on. I feel it in my bones this year. We're moving on to at least the quarterfinals. We're winning one Ooh. game in the knockout stage, one, one, one match. Soccer term. Say mash? Match. I think, okay, that's what I'm saying. We will reign supreme on the pitch. On the pitch. A lot of light touches, not heavy touches. And we won't do, we won't. Some howitzers. We, we won't celebrate in our jerseys, but our kits. In our kits. You're damn right. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thor and Sex line if you want to sound off about anything. We do have a, um, I was going to say, big basketball game tonight. It's, a, it's against a ranked team. If It feels weird not, to, I, I was thinking about this when I was writing the preview tonight. Not caring. If, <laughs> it feels weird like not getting excited about an ACC Big Ten Challenge game, against, just, but not because like, you know, you just don't have a whole lot of hope right now. You, I saw when I was talking to Rachel last night, I said, by the way, why are you in town? He goes, I'm coming. I'm here to watch the game tomorrow. And I was like, oh, we're hosting that? Yeah. Like, I didn't even, I, I knew we were playing Maryland tonight. I just, I didn't even put two and two to think to care enough whether we were hosting or not. Whether we, it was at our house or theirs. Yeah. I mean, why would I? I know. I mean, I wasn't going to go to the game. I don't think many people probably are. I mean, what's our crowd going to look like tonight? How do we, how do we judge a basketball game like we do stripes? Not the great not the great classic movie filmed in Louisville, but the uh, ones that never get covered up in a football stadium. I say we steer clear of that conversation entirely because <laughs> it's just you know. Darryl, are we going to fill the bottom bowl? Eric Crawford quoted Daryl Griffith as saying, "I think after the the introductory press conference with Kenny Payne, like no more six thousand home games. Like those days are done, and they're clearly not because we had about six thousand the last home game. It's." It's a long road to get the attendance back to. Like I said this before, I don't think it's ever going to get back to the way it was. I think times have just changed across the country. No, but but you, it's a long road to just get back, getting back to the lower bowl being almost entirely filled and excited for every game. I see. I, I don't think it's a long road. I think it's just a winning one. Like I, I agree. I don't think. Well, I, that's a long road right now. I mean, well, that that that's true. But I'm just. My, I guess what I was trying to say was I agree with you. Like we're not selling out day in and day out like back in the day. Now, yeah, I think we could have maybe one or two of them for big games if we are winning. But this team turns around is if this team was six and zero, I mean, we're doing fifteen, sixteen thousand on a reg. I would, yeah, I would assume so. Yeah, I mean, the zero and six gets you four thousand. Zero and six is going to get you. They'll claim eleven, but it's yeah, it's, it's including employees. And, it's more like five or six right now, which yeah. is it, it's just it's it sucks. It's a, there's no way there's no other way to say it. It uh, it, it sucks. New president. Yeah, new president's going to be announced tomorrow. That's the, uh, the the rumor out there. So it's not going to be the one who can't remember what school she works for. No, remember we've 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 said this on the show. She's not one of the finalists for the job. Okay. Lori, Lori Gonzalez was not one of the finalists. She made that clear a couple of uh, a couple of months ago. By what saying to our graduating class, go big blue. <laughs> it was not a good moment. Not a great moment. I do love that. Like, there's we're all we all have so much PTSD from following this athletic program for the last seven years that when it comes out today that there's a you know, the board of trustees has a major announcement tomorrow. Everybody's just like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we're finally, we finally got the IRP rolling. Everybody's like, what now? I and mean, really, what is that? I mean, we're really free, right? Poor Joe Sanka immediately is like, 
my understanding is that this will be about the next president of the University of Louisville. And everybody's like, okay, a lesser matter well, than, than the basketball program potentially being in some trouble here. I love that that's like, like who cares about the presidential announcement? Yes. Just make sure that we didn't like, I don't know, have some more inappropriate recruiting videos out there. That's all we care about. That's all we want to stay I mean, focused didn't, on. Didn't we not care about who was going to take over Ramsey originally? Like, who cares? We, let's worry about the athletic department, the AD. They go, uh, yeah, that, that seemed not to intertwine with each other at some point. Well, Neville Pinto, the the original successor of the interim, was he would have been a great hire if he'd been stayed full-time. But he saw everything that was going on, and he got the hell out of there when UC offered him a job. And then since then, it's been kind of a UC disaster. Cincinnati? Yeah, he went to take the president, the Ugh. full-time job at Cincinnati. We lost the guy to Cincinnati? We did. He was, he was good. Shame. He was a... A smart man, an honorable man. I think he had his head on his shoulders. I, can't, I cannot say the same about the successors. Uh, they did not do a great job. But that's okay. Again, we'll see We'll see how this plays out tomorrow. Maybe he'll come on the show. Maybe he or she will come on the show. Who's the, Who are our candidates? Do, who do you know? know? You have no idea? You don't have an insider? Come on. You get, you get, you get your people that know people, man. I could ask. I just don't care enough to ask. <laughs> I mean, you don't care. I didn't even know we had a president come in until I saw the WDRB news just now. Like I saw like Ty Spalding is like the next, uh, the new president, very focused on athletics. He'll be a great hire. And I was like, I, I don't, I mean, just I'll find out. Focus is in bringing Brom home. I don't think that that's going to be the focus, TK. Well, then I don't think he has the right focus at all. No, no. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton Sox line. We'll take some, some text here. Texture says, um, so you were friends with a bunch of pretty boy, flowy hair douchebags in high school. <laughs> no, they're great guys. They still are great guys. Is that, was that what the, was that what the st- soccer stereotype at Trinity was? Maybe now. Like, none of my friends – yeah, the soccer stereotype has always been, like, kind of long-haired guys. None of my friends had – they were more of, like, the buzz cut soccer dudes. See, I don't even remember the Wagner soccer team. I just remember, like, the only people I knew that were on it were, like, the, like the exchange students. Like that was the only kids I knew. Yeah, it was uh, Wagner soccer was never really a proud tradition, though. Yeah, I do remember like going to. I think we played Wagner in districts and was like sixteen and nothing. I believe it. I do remember. I remember it was pretty bad from from my recollection there. Uh, but I walked, like I said, we walked past the Wagner uh, football stadium during soccer matches a lot this year, walking the dog, and the scores were very respectable this year. I think <laughs> Wagner definitely scored more in soccer than I think the football team did this year. How the foot the football is better than the football. The football is better than the football. Um. Texture says these pansies are flopping everywhere. Yeah, hope you're just talking about the Iranians. <laughs> Texture says TK was trying to play some Fortnite last night. Oh, can we yeah. talk about this? Yes. <laughs> hey, John Wine Brown. I'm sure he lies like his dad. Uh, no, just, his dad just died. <laughs> That's why he's on there. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say anything good or bad. So a group of, of, of Fortnite players that have a, yeah. a group text about their Fortnite apparently. <laughs> One of they our, added the Thornton sex line. One of our listeners apparently added the text line to their group thread, and I'm going on and there's like these pictures of like a you know like farmer friend rubbing his nipples. And yeah, there's all these other pictures of stuff. I'm like, what is this? And it's like, let's, who's down for Fortnite? So I just without even signing my name, I was like, let's do it, let's go. And then like I enjoyed following it from afar. And following the people are like, who is this 1450? Like who is this? Who's 1450? And finally, someone, I guess, who is our listener was like, uh, I was drunk and I actually added the, the text line to one of my favorite radio shows on here. And uh, I just continued to throw in. I think I threw in even a Moses quote in there. Somebody was like, who is this guy? And I'm like, I am that I am. <laughs> I, they were like, what the hell? I enjoyed the fact <laughs> that you just kept going. <laughs> 
Someone said something about playing with. I was just saying Fort. I just kept typing Fortnite in there with exclamation point. Here, so it starts off with <laughs> no one ever gave me an invo- invite to play. Anyone trying to Fortnite with me and the Lou Dog, and then you immediately go, "Let's do this." <laughs> and the first guy realizes his mistake. Goes, "I accidentally added the sports radio station that I listened to." Jesus Christ. And then everybody's like, haha, WTF? I was wondering what the other number was. Somebody sends in a picture of just an RB sandwich in space. So somebody had to know it was me then. Yes. And then it just continues to go. And people are like, lesson learned. Don't drunkenly make a group track. And then you respond with Fortnite, Fortnite, Fortnite. <laughs> I was excited. <laughs> <laughs> You're, I mean, this is. All at seven o'clock, you're like Fortnite and living with the Lou Dog is the only way to stay sane. Uh, that's that's well because he said he was hanging out with Lou Dog, and that's a line from a Sublime song. People keep acting, "Who's 1450 radio guy? Who dad?" And you're like, "I'm that. I'm the radio guy." I, and then I think they stopped. <laughs> yeah, I think throwing in the uh, biblical quote was probably enough. <laughs> um, very good. Uh, and then I think I think I got dropped from it because I didn't see any other replies. Yeah, they finally just let you go. Aww. I'm not even in a group. I'm not even a member. I'm getting kicked out of. This is uncool, man. Texas says, um, an angle we've never taken on before, the Jeff Brom angle. Uh, I've come to the conclusion that I would rather have Brom and risk losing some of these recruits rather than vice versa. No guarantee once these big recruits come that they'll stay. Plus, Brom can go to a guy like DeAndre Moore and tell him he made Rondell Moore a Heisman contender at one point. I mean, he could. That's the thing. With some of the recruits we're getting short of Ruben Owens, which I know is maybe the biggest name recruit, like, Who's just, I can't, I can't imagine how Brom can't go to these guys, Pierce Clarkson and, and more and be like, listen, you, you think you were going to have fun playing for Satterfield? You're, you're, you have no idea how much, how much fun you're going to have playing for me. It's all a moot point at this, at, at this juncture because Scott Satterfield's going to be retained. Jeff Brom's not going to get the job. He's not going to be talked about for the job. He may get another job, but it's not going to be here. Like, I, well, do you, do you, uh, just, just hypothetically, say maybe there was a lot of narcotics found in Satterfield's car. Do you think that would make him get him dismissed in Brom home? Only because he hasn't won enough. We learned yesterday that there's nothing you can do that if you win enough, you can't overcome, right? I mean, but Satterfield, has, won, has he won enough to... Like, no, that's my thing. Okay. Yeah, he, he hasn't. He probably, A narcotics thing is a convenient excuse maybe for all parties, but that's probably also not going to happen. So We'll see. We'll see. Texas says, <laughs> Texas, I used to jokingly refer to the Charlie Brown Christmas tree as the John Calipari coaching tree. Now I feel like that tree is taunting me. <laughs> I have that tree in my house. The Calipari coaching tree thing, I don't need to rehab it. It was my biggest fear all along. The man... I mean, again, to a man. Is it still too early to to, to, to to stamp it, though? I mean, to say... To say Kenny Payne's a failure? Yes, of course it is. We're six games in. Who knows? I mean. But everybody else has had ample time to prove themselves and have fallen flat on their face. He has not produced one successful head coach. Not one. Patino coaching tree, thriving. Yeah. We're seeing one tonight. Texter says, um, fire both UofL coaches and raid football and basketball coaches from Purdue. Matt Painter. He's getting it done. He's never leaving Purdue, though. No, he's a Purdue guy. Anyway, when he's he, a Purdue guy. Player, yeah. He's, he went he's there. Never, I got to meet him down in New Orleans during the Final Four. Nice guy. Everybody says that. He was sitting at a table next to us, and just, I mean, I, I was a little intoxicated, so I said hello. And, he's a hell of a coach. Yeah, he was a really nice guy. Hey, they're opening new Jaggers. Cool. Uh, Texas says, is L going to start at shooting guard tonight? What, is Henry going to start Mill at the point? I mean, then who's going to come out the bench? 
Who cares? I mean, you can't. Yeah, you can play them together at certain points, but it's just hard to. Do, I don't think you can start them together. I don't think that L will start at the shooting guard. It could be wrong. I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate it. Like it's like I said last week with the you know people were throwing out before the Cincinnati game, different types of starting lineups. To, like yeah, try anything. You're zero and six. So who would you go? You go Miller and Ellis in the backcourt. Yeah. I'm assuming James at the three. James at the three. Withers and then Huntley Hatfield. And Huntley Hatfield. Yeah. I wonder if Huntley Hatfield might be better off coming off the bench at this point. Try it. Because I just can't hurt. I I, I want to. I want him to be more aggressive, and I start to get this feeling. I get this like Earl Clark kind of feel from him, to where like Clark was a guy needed to come off the bench. Like he just he just you had to, it could be two minutes once the game started, but he needed to come off the bench because for some reason he had to be. You had to tell him what was going on in the court, no matter how much you do it in practice. Like he has to see it in front of him for a second. And there's players like that. I wonder if that's more like BHH is. My concern with Brandon Huntley Hatfield. Because I see him. He sometimes. reminds me of a six ten VJ King. Yeah, you, you've mentioned that. Yeah. When it looks good, it's pretty. It's smooth. It looks good. He does not play. He's got to get more angry. Well, got to get more physical. That's got to use that side. Yeah, he he, he seems like he's spacing out sometimes and just kind of just kind of going with the motions and just kind of just in his own little world. Also, kind of weak with the ball, like. Loses yeah. it a lot, which is, is not just a, a him thing. Sidney Curry's lost the ball a ton on the inside. Well, All of our guys yeah, are, are not yeah. strong enough with the ball, and that, that's been an issue for the last couple of years. I do like that he has been more on the low block than he had, because in the first two games with us, he was all in the perimeter. And he's become more trying to get on that low block and be more established himself. And, and if he, if he does that, I, I just want to see him do it. I don't care if he goes 0 for 5. I just want to see him being doing it more aggressively. Yeah, I mean, he's had a bunch of shots in close that he just has not made. I, I, but I just, for me, that's step forwards of him be at least doing that shot instead of shooting threes or trying to take guys off the dribble, which is not what he needs to be doing right now. Got to take baby steps, Mike. I mean, Rowan six. We're taking, we're barely crawling, let alone baby steps. Clearly, because you're saying that missing layups is a, is a baby step forward, <sighs> which is, that's where we are right to now. To me, that's, yeah, because it's better than shooting three, missing threes that you don't need bad threes you're going to be taking. Well, I. Uh, that that's the, that's the desperation of, of of improvement. I'm 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 grasping at right here. Yeah, it's, that's the state, current state of affairs. That's where we are. Texas, if you want a quick fun read, uh, look up the Bluegrass Conspiracy. It's all about the cocaine bear, wild stuff. I brought this up last night. Okay, Dugan and his wife Kim, who are brilliant human beings, the best that Western Kentucky has had. To of offer. course, they had no idea what the cocaine bear was either. Really, and I love it. Kim texted me this morning. Goes. Of all things, there was a news story on it because of the Ray Liotta thing. And apparently, uh, Waylon Jennings once owned the bear. Like the stuff they The stuff the bear. Stuff bear? Yeah. I was just saying, not the bear that like, got loose. <laughs> I think that bear was dead long before. It was dead when they found it. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean like, he owned the bear before it became cocaine bear. No, no, he owned it. I think the stuff version afterwards. Okay. Because now it's in a museum, I think. Yeah, it is. It's at the Fun Mall in uh, Lexington. Oh. I thought it was like in a museum. Uh, according to Wikipedia, it says, listen. It's I, in a mall. That's I don't even sad. know what the fun mall is. I don't either. I know. That, is, that, is that what they changed? Is that used to be Fayetteville Mall? It's in Lexington. Who cares? I mean, that's the only mall I knew was Fayetteville. I didn't if you're not in college, was. there's no reason to go there. <laughs> it's pretty much true. If I don't tr- Denny Crumb said it. I don't trust anyone above the age of 25 who lives in Lexington. <laughs> Texas, are we still confident about a win over Florida A&M? They've won a game over a D2 team, and now they have a better record than Ooh, us. Ooh, did they? We're not losing to Florida A&M. Who'd they beat? Who cares? I kind of do. They're my one in hope. They are. There are 363 teams in Division One. They are 359th on Ken Palm. There are only four teams worse. Well, they beat uh, Albany State 
Can we play one of those four teams? They beat Albany State, who's a D3 opponent, in overtime. Okay. Speaking they of- play Florida tomorrow. And then Georgia after that. They play Edward Waters, who's just a dude, on December 13th. And then they play us, Kentucky, and Purdue in back-to-back games. That's the brother of John Waters, by the way. Yes. Go John Waters, Waters. Go. Great St. Matthews team back in the day. Um, <laughs> the film director. <laughs> we're not losing... John Waters is a, is a water company. That's a film director. He did. All, he's the guy with the little, like the, the thin mustache. Did all the, uh, did the the, the the crappy movies in the the movies in the seventies. Well, I remember that him as a as a water company. Wow, that's all I know. John Waters didn't know that. Yeah, Crazy Matthews team. <laughs> Point is this: we're not losing to Florida A and M. What happens if we're we, not losing that game? Okay, say we beat Florida A and M. I think we can. Where does me and Scoot's bet land if we both tie at one and one? No blood, right? We just wash our hands, nothing? Yeah, if both teams go 1-30. thirty, can't do that. We got to make a bread. Do we do like a rock, paper, scissors at the end or something? No. Someone's got to win. You can't have a tie. You can have a tie. No, we can't have a tie. What is this, soccer? It's a bet. This is America's There, there are pushes and bets. Yeah, I guess so. Eastern Michigan, 1-6 right now. They play <laughs> FIU on the road tomorrow. I mean, who know they could win another game in their conference. I don't know what their conference looks like, really. But well, we, we we look at this yesterday. Both teams are currently projected on Ken Palm to go eight and twenty-three at the moment. They are projected to go five and thirteen in conference play, which is not great. <laughs> but so that, so that theoretically means there's two more out of conference wins for them. Yes, they play. Well, they play a couple more non-D one teams. Uh, why do they get so many non-D ones? We are projected to go five and fifteen in conference play, but we are supposed to beat Florida A and M, Lipscomb narrowly. And then, I don't know who the other one is. Yeah, but we were probably projected to win the first three games of season two, and we didn't do that. Yeah. Well, yeah, we were. <laughs> yeah, imagine we By were. a lot. <laughs> we were rather not just And we didn't. <laughs> so, we'll see. Spoiler. Texture says, uh, Trevor missed a great opportunity to say, that boy good. That boy good? That boy good. What is that from? I'm, I'm drawing a blank. It's on the, we have it on the, the opening. It's on the Mike Rutherford show opening. Wait a minute. Uh-uh. Good and terrible. Oh, yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah. You're From coming to America. Coming to America, yeah. Texture says, USA men's soccer team needs to get in shape. Is that, is that a Kenny Payne quote? <laughs> Texture says, how the hell has a complete cinephile like yourself, Trevor, not seen the Lord of the Rings trilogy? I didn't say I haven't seen this. I don't like you said it. it ruined it. You said Elijah would ruin it for you. I've watched it. It's boring as hell. I don't like. I've I tried to watch him. I don't like him. I've, I went. And saw, my thing. I went and saw. I think all three of them in theaters. Actually, if I'm not mistaken. But there's yeah, they're just. I've never watched them a second time. I have no desire. It's just boring. Kevin Smith summed it up best in Clerks too. When it's it's nine hours of walking, just just guys walking. Even the trees walk. Yeah, it's just boring. They could have flown the dragons right to the uh, yeah, and in the in the ending with like nine different endings. It's like, oh come on! Yeah, just, I don't even know if I watched the actual ending. I guess I think I walked out eventually at one point of that. It's like I'm just over. They're there. Uh, Texas says indulgences was what I was thinking of in the Catholic Church. It was a way to reduce the amount of punishment that you had to undergo for sins um, back in the day. Basically, like you know, buy it, buy it, buy your way out. Yeah, you got caught <laughs> sleeping around committing adultery they're like not good you're going to hell unless gets a little bit of money <laughs> now that's called alimony mm. <laughs> indulgences that was the thing Texas, i couldn't li- uh, listen live yesterday and today but i listened to the podcast and wanted to send this in i'd prefer jeff brom but i'm willing to give this a shot with satterfield i saw enough this year and with a recruiting class my expectations for these next three years are 
Year one, seven, eight wins. Year two, eight to 10 wins. Year three, ACC championship contenders. If we're not in line with that, then it's time to move on. What would you personally do if you were the AD right now? Terminate or extend? I, I, if I know I'm getting brought Jeff, I'm, I'm terminating. I, the the texts are not, no, he's acting like this is Satterfield's first year. We're going into year five. I think the waited out and see period has pretty much gone and passed. Well, but no, the, he's talking about the, with the recruiting class coming in. People want to see what he can do with with higher level of talent. And he's had he's had decent level talent. Decent, but I mean, look at we haven't had a guy drafted the last two years. Like we are not producing NFL talent at all. Yeah, not since he started recruiting for us. I know, and that's the thing. That's exactly what he's saying. Now we have this NFL talent theoretically coming Possibly, in here, yeah. and people want to see what he can do now with with that uptick. So. I, I, I actually agree with the text. I think year one, seven, eight wins, I think that a lot of that depends on who you get in the transfer portal. If you can get a quarterback who's good, and there are a lot available already. If you can get that, if you can plug some of the holes on the defense up with, with defensive guys uh, in the portal like you've done the last couple of years, then maybe. maybe seven, eight wins. I'm still saying next season looks a lot like this season, like the last two. Year two, I think you want to see significant progress. If you if, if we're not at eight to ten wins in year six of Satterfield and year two with this recruiting class, then yeah, you it's probably time. And then year three, I mean, we should be that should be Satterfield operating at full force. If he's the guy, if we're going to be a program with the I don't want to say elite level of talent, but with a a level of talent that should let us compete with just about anybody, and we're not winning eight, nine, ten games, not competing for ACC titles then clearly we made a mistake. I think that that's fair to say. If it were up to me, I mean, I hate that extend and or fire are the only two options here because it kind of feels like best case is, you know, the, the right thing is kind of stand pat. If this guy flops next year, if we just totally suck, if we're three and nine with his recruiting class, then it'll feel silly if we've given him an extension that it's going to keep him here through 2030 or give him a buyout that's absurdly large again. But it does feel like those are the only two options. And I am I can't go back on what I said. I said if you went seven and five this year, I'd want to see him stick around, see what he can do with the recruits. It's where I'm staying right now. It obviously you'd feel a lot better about that if you were coming off of a win over Kentucky in an eight and four season, but we're not. And the man loves making it awkward. It's who he is, it's what he does. We hate clarity in this program these days. And uh that's the offseason storyline, same as it ever was certainly feels like texter says and we'll uh we'll have to take a break on this i went to uc law school and man i wish pinto had stayed at uofl as well yeah he was very very high praise all around same could not be said for the man who came Since in Cincinnati first. law school i'm sure it's a lot about dealing with being the defendant i mean they don't just they don't just represent the basketball program. <laughs> <laughs> uh you know i don't like cincinnati Memphis and Cincinnati. Memphis State and Cincinnati two schools. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to. Yeah, everybody's. Uh, Texas Rutherford dissing Iran. You are now on Fatwa to watch. I better not be. What a what a? Fatwa. It's like a when you declare, like, it's what Salman Rushdie had for so long. The author. Comrades? What? Who? What about Russia? Tol- Salman Rushdie. Tolstoy. Was an author. Oh. And they declared a Fatwa on him because they he, def- he offended the. Muslim religion said bad things about his his home country, and they you know basically it was like a, a bounty on his head. You need to, so he's in hiding from America for a long. And actually, somebody like Is tried to assa- somebody tried to assassinate him like just a couple months ago, like shot him at point blank range, and he was wow. he's still recovering. But um, hopefully, there's not a fatwa on me. That'd be bad. There's probably one on me. 
Probably. How <laughs> many every countries have fatwa me? Fondue. Who knows? Second break, we'll come back. More <laughs> of your text at 502 414 1450. It's the Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 961, You know why? Thug them, hug them, love them, leave them, but I don't trust the need them. Take them out the hood, keep them looking good. With diamond cuts that'll freeze them. First time they fuss, I'm breezing. Talk about what's the reasons. I'm a pimpin' every sense in the word, my mind. Better trust them, believe them. In the cut where I keep them. Till I need to work, till I need to beat it up. Then it's beep beep, then I'm picking them up. Then I play with it quick in the truck. <laughs> Mini chicks wanna put chicken fist and cuffs. All right, welcome back in. Rutherford Show. Tuesday edition here on 1450 and 96 won the Big X. So. One of my best friends went to Miami, went to Barry College for graduate school. And, like, everybody in the city knows him. Like, we went, you go to, like, Las Vegas, he got us into, like, every club. And knows, he's just one of those guys who's just a socialite, like, knows everybody. So he answers, like, a Craigslist ad for a roommate. He knows nobody in Miami. He ends up rooming with this guy. They hit it off. And the guy's talking, talking to big gangs. Like, I know this person and this this person. He clearly, like, lives in a nice place. And he's like, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good friends with Jay-Z. And my buddy's like, at this point, I'm like, okay, like this guy, this is a weird thing. When, what year was this? Was this recently? Or? This was like 10 years ago. Okay. This was like, two, I want to say like maybe like probably 2010. Okay. And so he's talking about it. And my buddy's like, okay, at this point, I'm like, I know you live in a nice place. I'm sure you know people, but like, no way. And he's like, no, he's like, he's like, I can, I was in the big pimping video. And my buddy's like, okay, there's a very easy way to prove it. I'm, like. Let's look at the video. He's there on the boat. He is. La- I've met this guy. He is. He was. He's very center in the boat. He's in the entire video. He's I mean, the- I'm watching the video now, sort of. It's I mean. not just a like. A, like I'm in the background with a bunch of other people. He's one of like six guys, like very close to Jay Z, hanging out, doing cool things on a boat during Big Pimpin'. And so my buddy's like, "Okay, we we can be roommates. This is good. This is gonna go well." And it did go well. <laughs> That's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, but I was like, did "You get That's- to meet Jay Z?" No, I never met Jay Z. I never met Jay Z. We maybe will now. Isn't his son like working with Louisville or something? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, the Rock Nation crew son. Yeah. Speaking of soccer, along the same lines, one of my favorite stories from college, um, we had, like, th- there was another guy who just happened to randomly meet. He had a room across from my buddies, actually podcast driver, Danny, on his floor at Dayton. And, like, this guy from Chicago, like everybody else at Dayton, and very much, like, talked a big game, talked about, you know, my parents have this, my parents have that. The guy was, he, was a, he ended up, he was a very weird guy. But one of the things that he would always talk about was, I've got this, this friend who's like very, very good at soccer, like, like a lead at soccer. Um, and he, he's, you know, he got drafted right out of high school, didn't go to college. He's playing for the Columbus crew. And, you know, we're, the whole time we're like, okay, well, whatever, dude. And his name is McGuire. He, he ends up being, you know, I can't remember his, his first name. Dan. Ends, what? Dan McGuire. No. This is Mark McGuire, Mark McGuire's brother who played quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks. I don't. <laughs> um, but he's he's like whatever. Like he's he's very good at soccer. Okay. And so they're playing. He's playing for. I take it back. He's playing for the Chicago. What the MLS team was it? The Fire, Chicago, whatever. The, the Chicago Fire. Okay. Right, yeah. They were and they were playing in Columbus. So so our buddy is like they don't I'm, have I'm a team name. No, the, they're the, the crew. The crew. You're right. Yeah. That's so he's like I'm going to the game. Like uh, and I'm bringing McGuire back and you know we'll hang out 
tonight. We're like, okay, cool, whatever. And he's like, McGuire scored. And we're like, okay, we'll see you later. Like, we'll, so we go to the party. The guy's actually, he's cool as hell. And this guy, for the record, ends up being a guy who winds up being the MLS MVP a few years down the line. Nice. Like, like, he's awesome. But so we're still kind of like, you know, he's cool. I mean, he clearly plays the team, but is he really good? We go out to parties at the ghetto. We go back to the dorm room. We're sitting there. Out of context, people were like, what? Yeah, the, the student neighborhood. <laughs> I know. That's, that's, that's what you said. It's so nonchalant. Yeah, I know. People yeah. were listening like, Proxmark's in the ghetto? Yeah, right. <laughs> so we're sitting there, and like, the sports center, we're watching sports center, we're eating pizza, and sports center top players are coming out. And it gets, to, it gets to number two. And he goes, he just sits there without even looking up, and he goes like, here's me. And it's his goal from he has like a crazy bicycle kick goal. He's like going nuts. And we see our other friends in the crowd like going nuts and they're like hugging in the stands. And like I like I'm like looking at him, looking at the TV, looking at him, looking at the TV. I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's him. And he ends up I was like, this guy talked a big game his whole life. He was very right about Maguire. He's very good at soccer and very cool. Again, I know we've established this, but we have definitely grown up living different lives. Like the best thing I can do to like match you in any way to this, and you're talking about hanging out with Jay Z on a big pimping video. Well, not me, but and play. Like this guy I worked with when I first got to Bowling Green, the guy I worked with was like, I don't know why it came up, but he was like, Yeah, I'm in, I'm in the movie Fight Club. I'm like, Really? That's he, cool. Like, the very beginning, he pulled it out. He's like, I guess the opening, I can't remember because I haven't seen the movie that many times. But like during a group therapy, he's one of the, the guys sitting in group therapy. Now that's cool. And it's not only his only claim to fame; he was on the dating game. Uh, that would and also he be cool. He even had the VHS tape, and he didn't win. And so that, I was like, "That's that, that's like the only answer I have to your reply of your guys that are like in a, on sports that are getting." I, it's, it's a pretty good one. Guys on the dating game. Oh, I did hook up with a girl who once was on Jerry Springer. L- less impressive, but fun. For the record, despite her being on there, she went on for "I didn't know my husband was actually gay," but it was. Mm. <laughs> The record I wasn't on sports. I guess there could be worse episodes for her to be on. (laughs) It was all she lied about it though. It was her and her two friends. Like she lied to to get on Springer, get on a trip to Chicago. I wouldn't trust her at that point. Uh, Well, I wouldn't either. I mean, first of all, she has low standard. I mean, (laughs) 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 that right there should know you shouldn't loan her money or anything. I mean, Uh, (laughs) Thornton's next lines five one two four one four fourteen fifty. We're obviously a little hodgepodge hour here. We'll, We'll bring it back. We'll talk more about the Maryland game. In we're not hour number to talk three, about Louisville because we're on the same. Time. We're trying not to. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're we're trying. Well, I mean, just for our sanity and mental health, we're trying to to focus on the basketball game as little as possible. But we will talk about the game again coming up in hour number three. But we're taking your text now at 502-414-1450. Reminder: Download that Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app. Get yourself a free breakfast sandwich and a free drink. Make it happen today. Texter says, "How do we improve recruiting with this level of suckage? Do we just rely on transfers next year?" And hope that they don't have internet or TV uh, access to see this abomination. No, I see. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think you can still recruit because you can you can play the listen. You come in here, you you're going to be, be the guy, to, right? Like, like uh, first I, of all, Louisville still holds a name. Louisville still gets it's in the spotlight. And and right now, at this point, honestly, it might be easier. I mean, it should be easier. At least can't get much harder. You can go to a guy like an AJ Johnson. Make listen. You come here. You're the man. Look. Do you, you think you're going to be challenged for well, the not man? anymore? Because he's he's off he's off the board. He committed? Yeah, he committed to Texas like three weeks ago. No, it, it must have been while I was out of town then. No, it's been a while. We talked about it on the show. No, we didn't. He was still up in the air when I was here. Trevor, first of all, it's been known for a month and a half that he's going to Texas. He Has committed he made it official. Yes. Check the official date and see if I was here or not. He AJ Johnson committed while you were here. It was not last week. It's been I'm pretty sure I was not here when he did that. He committed on November 
21st. So it was. You were right. Yeah. It's, it's only been over a week. It's been a little bit over a week. Okay. It just, it I, just feels like that long. But he, it's been known. And I was gone that day. But it's been known for a long time that yeah. he's – Okay. I, I said it on the show. He's – He's gone. Like, yeah. like he wasn't good. We he and I guess. Well, it was I'm right. I was gone, and you were wrong. We talked about it on the show. <laughs> but Johnson's been off the board because I'd left that Wednesday before that week, so I was gone that Thursday, Friday. But we knew. Then, remember, because he announced that he was making his commitment when and we were, he's not visiting Louisville. So oh like, yeah, well. we knew at that point that he was going to go to Texas. And okay. he, he's going to Texas. Name name regardless. We don't have a guy. Basically, there's no five star that we. Yeah, can get. but that, I mean, you you that that is your selling point right now is you can come in here and be the guy. You can play the, you know, the Trey Young. Chris, uh, Cunning, Christian Cunningham type card to these kids at this point, and you can do that right now. And it's, the I mean, problem is, there's nobody to make that pitch to anymore. I know. Like well, you, we, we've missed. Well, you got to go class. down the pecking order to some four star, and hopefully, there's n- very few of those. Left. Like, there's nobody out there that can be that type of difference maker in the recruiting class. Which is why, for the millionth time, I'll say it again: the only path to being NCAA tournament good next year is for him to do what he couldn't do last spring and kill it in the portal. Like that's. If you want to make that same pitch to portal kids, then sure. Like, and you have no excuse not to get portal kids now because of the the uncertainty is now gone. For sure, you didn't have much of an excuse last year. There was a little bit of one, a little bit of one, a little bit of one. But it didn't. The same excuse did not hinder any of the other schools that were dealing with this in any way from getting kids. You could have gotten players. That's the that's the point. You may not have. You may have missed out on the elite of the elite because of the IRP stuff. But you could have gotten good players that could clearly be playing for us right now and could have helped us out. Kansas, Arizona, LSU land. Oh, they all did. They landed transfer kids? They all landed transfers. They all landed transfers who are contributing. They all went to Texas. (laughs) No. They they all landed transfers who are contributing. LSU did uh, as well, dealing with stuff. Memphis did, even though they were dealing with bigger things. LSU was most of his kids from Murray. He got a bunch of kids. But he also got a couple of kids from other places. Okay. And they're, you know... I I don't think LSU's going to go to the tournament, but they're clearly better than we are right now. But the... I'm with you in, like, Travis Branham had the report last week that we talked about where he came out and said, you know, Louisville was, they were in good with Isaiah Miranda, they were in good with some of these other kids, and then people are taking notice of the 0-6 start. And I... We lost Miranda, too? He's not going to come here. Okay. But he hasn't officially committed, though. No. He he and the A.J. Johnson report, that came out the same day a few okay. weeks ago, where right. okay. it was like, we're not going to get either one. Right. And also, I think I also, I definitely said this on a show where you were on, I had heard, because remember I said, like... I heard this from my former recruiting guy, and you're like, I know who you're talking about. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That it's Louisville, bell, with yeah. all the 2024 kids that we've had on campus, you know, all these five-star kids, Louisville leads for none of them right now. We do have a commitment from DJ Robinson, who's a not top 100 kid. But I still – I hate to even say that because I feel good about TJ Robinson. I think he's going to be a good college player. I don't want to diamond in the rough it too much. But the other kids – and Trenton Flowers was asked today, a kid who was here for Louisville Live, who has Louisville in his final 12, but he was asked about – Talk a little bit about each of the schools that are recruiting you and all this stuff. And he did not mention Louisville, which is not a good sign. But I don't, I can't imagine that it's just about on court product because, I mean, we've seen power programs struggle, not maybe not to this level, but it hasn't really affected them that much in recruiting because, like you said, the allure of the program is still there. Yes. The should be playing time. It's certainly there. Yes. You've still got all the inherent advantage that a program like Louisville has. Fan base, money, facilities, arena, spotlight. You're playing Duke and UNC every year multiple times. You're playing Kentucky every year on national TV. You like, know you know the, the, the rating, TV ratings, the eyes are going to be on you in this area. It is a pro sports city without a pro sports team. Amen. All that stuff. Like, like All that is clearly still out there. And I can't imagine that, that recruits just aren't going to come because you're not – as good as 
Oklahoma this year. They're going to pick the Sooners over you because Oklahoma's fringe top 25 good and you guys are, are, are bottoming out. And if Kenny Payne is the recruiter that he's been made out to be, this shouldn't be an issue at all. It shouldn't be an issue, period. We see crappy programs get five-star talent every single year. I mean, what are we, are we not just doing – are we are we not taking them to the, the, the laser tag enough? On the, on the get, him a, a, mean, get him a personalized mini Louisville Slugger bat. Personalized. Give him the museum. Let him like, run it for a day. I mean, I don't care. I mean, Do whatever the hell the football program's doing. The I mean, football has, has very few of those advantages that I just laid out. They've got no history. They've never recruited like this. They're killing it right now. Get Pete Nocta on the basketball staff for a few months. Some, I mean, yeah, I just I don't understand it because you mentioned everything you we just, you just brought down, you know, exposure, yada yada, playing time, yada yada. I mean, all that's there. There's no, but I mean, if the kids are coming here and and leaving here unhappy, then that's either a you're just showing them the wrong parts of the town, or b the wrong people the wrong people are showing them. Yeah, I mean, you're not you're, you need somebody better at selling out there. You know who, I mean, you know who's not very good right now either? And you know who also was dealing with an NCAA cloud for the last several years that was hanging over them? USC. You know who just got the number one player in America to commit to their program? USC's in Southern Cal. USC. Yes. Yeah. They are 4-3 and three right now. Yep. They opened their season with a 13-point loss to Florida Gulf Coast. They were caught up in yeah. the FBI stuff as well. They honestly would have taken a bigger hit if if— Andy Enfield hadn't done the savvy thing and hired the Mobley family uh, to be on his staff. So, so they, you know, they've had a couple of good seasons in a row. But they're not killing it right now. They've had the IRP stuff hanging over them. They just got Isaiah Collier to commit to, all, to them in the midst of all that. The number one player in America for next season. Higher than DJ oh, Wagner. I love Andy Enfield. I mean, I, I would have taken him in a heart. He, I loved him as a coach. My point is, you can't just say because the program's not killing it right now in actual games, that's a built-in excuse for losing all these recruits, right? Like That, that does not fly. It should not fly. I mean, have you ever seen Indiana Pills' wife? Yeah. The dude concluded recruit. He can talk. Thank you, Dick Vitale, for that. I'm just saying, I mean, that, that, that is a great joke. sign that tells you the guy can convince. Do we know what Kenny Payne's wife looks like? Stop. <laughs> Andre Stoyakovich, number 17 player in America, five-star, going to Stanford. Not exactly killing it right now. Like, you can get – Colorado has a five-star kid coming next year. They usually always kind of land a good recruit every now and then. Colorado? Yeah. They've never had a five-star player in the history Maybe of the program. five-star, but Ted Boyle's done a good job of getting some guys out of California. He's Ted Boyle does it with transfers more times than not. This is the highest-rated player by far that Colorado has ever landed in the history of the program since the, in, in the recruiting era. Even like, higher than Chauncey Billups? Chauncey Billups was before rankings. Oh, and stuff. Gotcha, This is gotcha. since, like, 98. Gotcha, yeah. Point being, Minnesota has a five-star kid coming. That'd be the first probably since uh, Brzingo or the, the, the center that was locally kid. Probably Chris, Chris Humphreys was a top. Player. Well, they had the, the kid who ended up going to Iowa State and went crazy. Like Roy Royce White. Royce White. Yeah, he was five star. Well, yeah, so was uh, Chris Humphreys, and um, I can't remember the kid. He used to be a lottery pick for the Bucks. Uh, Joel something. He was, but all those guys were actually from Minnesota as well. Yeah, but if you scroll down, you're talking about difference makers in this 2023 class. Just a quick update: the highest ranked player still on the board is Isaiah Miranda at number 30. He apparently not looking good for Louisville. The highest rated player after him is Bronny James. At 41. Oh, we got him locked up, right? He's not. I don't think he's coming here either. I thought we locked him up. Didn't we have him already in in, in the cut? No. In, in the no. bottom 100, there's just one player between number 50 and number 100 who's not signed or not committed. And I don't think we're getting that player either. The, the Bailey kid who, what's his last name? First name, Eric from IMG Academy. Um, the point is, if help is coming on the way next year, it has to be through the transfer portal. and Or just coaching up players. 
I mean, that was supposed to be the sell this year, and we're not seeing that yet. No. If you're wanting the fan base to buy into what what you're selling, if you're wanting the fan base to be patient, to to lap up all this, you know, culture, doing it the right way, which I think we all want to, but we want it to lead to victories. We need some. We need something. You've got to. You can't have a full year of being on the job without having something that the fan base can point to and say that's the reason why Kenny Payne is going to lead us back to where we expect to be. Right. Like right now, the only thing that you're hearing from people who believe that. And I'm not even saying that I don't believe that. I'm just saying I need more than just trust in KP. He knows what he's doing because that's all people are saying. You didn't kill it in the portal last year. You, you didn't have a chance to kill it in recruiting last year. I get that. But you had chances to, to make more of a splash in the portal than you did. You whiffed. You've got a roster that should not be 0-6 right now and that is is 0-6 and not competitive against any quality opponent that it's played. That's a red flag. You, you didn't kill it with the 2023 class, which you were supposed to. That didn't happen at all. Give us something. Like, you have to give them, whether it's improvement this season as it goes along, you know, getting to double-digit wins, winning a couple games in the ACC that you're not supposed to, or killing it with a portal next spring, or getting even some, like, five-star, high-four-star 2024 commits. You've got to do something, because right now we've got nothing to go off of. Nothing. And that's the big issue with the Louisville fan base is – it's not just the 0-6 start. It's not how bad the team looks compared to any other season that we've ever followed. It's that none of the other things are going right that we were told were going to go right. And it's why you're seeing panic less than a month into his first full season on the job. Beat Maryland? <laughs> I mean, I'd be honest with you, though, you beat Maryland in, in, in the first six games almost get... I'm not saying they're forgotten completely. Easy. No, no, they're but, not. But they, you, you'd be... I mean, we see it in, in, in football. I mean, we, we we win one game, and it's like, oh, you know, let's not forget the fact that we've been mediocre and average for the last three years. Under sure, we're 0-6. There's nothing mediocre about being 0-6 and in the top, in the bottom half of college basketball right now. It's only one place to go. It, exactly. But starting that process with a win over Maryland, while it would be great, it'd be fun, it does not erase the 0-6 start. What if this team goes on like a 12-game winning streak? It'd be the coolest thing ever. It would, I mean, it would be the funnest ride of all time. It'd be the most unexpected is, ride of all time. Team, it'd be incredible. What if the team wins out the rest of the year? And they I, only I'd be very excited. I'd be very happy. It'd be a great moment for Wright State basketball. They would have a, they'd have a, they'd have a, they'd have a what about Rob I mean, they'd have, they'd both have home road wins over the national champion. That would be a good moment for them. Texture says at 502-414-1450, did you all notice that Ty and Evans had identical yardage and touchdowns from last season and this one? I've never seen that before. Is that true? What, like in the... From no. his season at Tennessee and this season. Really? Let me look at ESPN real quick. Oh, my God. Yeah, he had 600, he had 525 yards last season and six touchdowns and 525 yards and six touchdowns this season. He had two more carries this year. He had 81 last year at Tennessee, 83 this year. That's unreal. That's, that is a wild-ass stat. That is crazy. Thank you, Tex. Right? I, no, I was, I was unaware. His receiving number is different, though. Four catches last year for 74 yards, six catches this year for just 13. But, yeah, touchdowns and yards, exactly the same from last year to this year. Because that's why he's, he's left. He's like, I'm out. I could have stayed at Tennessee and been more successful for this. This last game, he's like, you know what? It's a cool stat. I want to leave it here forever. I want. I wonder if that's why I did it. What I want to make sure I'm talked about for a long time. <laughs> Give the people something to remember me by, if, even if I don't make it in the NFL. Uh, Texter says, it hurts my soul that UofL is becoming excuse you. Well, like, 
I don't know if it's excuses as much as just pointing out reasons. Yeah, I, I mean, the difference between an excuse and just pointing out why. Well, I think right now you're hoping that these are valid reasons for why we're here. I don't. Th- some of them do feel like hollow excuses. Like, I'm not buying anybody who's saying that you couldn't have done more in the transfer portal last year. Like, we know some of those kids were considering Louisville. We know that IRP played a part. We know that some other things played a part as well. Even if you whiff on, you know, Hunter, Smith, those types of guys, Mosley, you could have gotten average college players that would be playing big roles in this team and that would have helped this team. That would probably have this Possibly. team at least not 0-6. You're, you're still just mad about the, the uh, West Virginia kid, aren't you? He went to Ohio State or whatever. Well, we, I mean, the local kid. McNeil, we could have, yeah, yeah, we could have had him. Like, that's, yeah, I know you're still bitter about that. Yeah, he'd be like our second best player. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm bitter about a lot of the guys that would have No, that's here the that one I know. You, you bring him up. And even when you don't bring him up, I can feel like you're hinting at him. Well, no. I mean, I, I'm hitting at everybody that we could have gotten. Like, there were, again, 33% of college basketball players were in the portal last year. I mean, I'm surprised it's not more than that. We could have gotten a lot, and we didn't. Texas says at Louisville, there's nothing holding you back in recruiting with it this catastrophically bad. How long can we let this go with KP? Well, you got you have to give him at least two full seasons, at least two full seasons. Then you see what he's doing. If we are barely better next year, and we're not doing much in the 2024 class, then that's when you say, okay, like, I mean, Kentucky gave Gillespie two years, and Gillespie was SEC Coach of the Year in his first. Yeah, went to the tournament one year. Went to the tournament the first year. And the second year, they weren't, like, abysmal. They were in the NIT. Like, went to the sweet succeed in the NIT, I think. Did they? Well, who cares? It, it, it's the NIT. Like, that's – it's UK. But they still said this isn't good enough. We're moving on. It was clearly the right decision. If we are, like, six win bad this year and then, like, I don't know, 11 win bad next year and it's not – there's not clear evidence it's going to get better on the recruiting trail – that's when you have to say, like, this just is not I don't not even working. know if you can even use the recruiting trail. As, as, if you have back-to-back losing seasons, I, I don't it's probably think fair. there's you're probably really right. yeah. short of being like, we just signed the top 10 players in next year's class. Which one? All of them. All 10 are coming. That would be the only thing I could think that could excuse back-to-back losing seasons and returning. There should be nothing. I, I feel like I, I've been saying this a bunch. I feel like I'm losing my mind when I, I hear some of the things that we're talking about. This is Louisville. We've... We've had one 20 loss season in the history of the program, and we're staring down one. One 20 loss season. No, we've we're top six. We're top six all time program. Yeah. We have been, we are staring down like a five win season where we could lose 25, 26, 27 games, and we're sitting here talking about, well, they show a little bit of improvement. We're going to be okay. And you're right. Like, if, if we have back to back 20 loss seasons, what do you, what do you, it's not even an argument. They could have the, the best class in America coming in, and I think you still have to be like, no, this, yeah. this is. This is not the standard here. We're not going to let things slip so far. Slipping for us should be like Chris Mack's last two years. Where, and we fired him for that. Like we were the, the first team left out of the tournament one year. And that was so bad. That was such a just indictment of the program that we said, you got to change things. You, you got to fire coaches. You got to change your offensive philosophy. You got to change everything that made you a successful coach in the first place. It's not good enough to be number 69 in America at Louisville. Thanks, Vince, for that one, too. Error in judgment, probably in hindsight, but that's what we did. Yeah. And now we're sitting here, and we're like, you know what? If we go 5-26 and 26 this year, just show some improvement in year two. Like, no, that, 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 I, I'm with you. Like, I don't, I, I, snap me out of it. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I, I don't even know I did anything, but you're welcome. Texas Mike, where are you finding six wins this year? Well, we don't need to get specific. I mean, I got to. Surely to God, they're going to win six games. I mean, you got A&M as one. All awesome, Florida. I mean, we should beat Lipscomb. 
We should beat Western at home. I honestly, I think so. I'm not saying we're going to. I'm we amazed because just like two weeks ago, you were like completely, we're not beating Western West Kentucky. Have you like seen them I play? I watched them play. They didn't look as good as okay. I thought they were going to be. And they've got Rick Stansbury as a head coach. <laughs> and I know how much you love Rick. But I mean, they beat us handily last year. And they have, I, I do think they're more talented this year, but they're not playing very well. They'll, but they'll was, get up for that game. They always do. And last year, the, the, the circumstances, the tornado thing, we were at their house. Malik. Malik, Malik. Malik had COVID. Yeah, I mean, it was, can't play in those circumstances. I'm, I'm not saying that they we we were going to win that game, but there were they they were pumped up. Again, again, I guess they could have said the same thing for their game against Kentucky, and Kentucky still beat them by like 20. Yeah, that was that was bad. <laughs> like I think, I mean, we can Florida State. I know we we suck down there in Tallahassee anyway, but it's it, Florida State's awful. Like we should be, but that was Mac. Like we should be able to win. Oh God, and, and having these conversations and saying these things out loud, just it's so sobering. And I like we should be able to win at least three ACC games out of 20. We should. That's like that's just, we should be, You should hear that in a context. But like we're talking about football, right? No, we're talking about basketball. Winning three games in basketball. And the ACC is not good this year. Like, are we going to win more games than the football team this year? And that's been the ongoing joke. Has like, it been uh, the ongoing? Yeah, people are always putting that poll up there. I've seen that poll a million times. I haven't. Uh, I, I I think we will. I I don't spend much more time on Twitter than I do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I still see it a billion times. I think you can spend like. 30 seconds on, you're going to see it somewhere. But this is, I mean, the conference is bad this year. That's the other thing that, that is embarrassing about us being just this bad is if we're in a normal season where we're a good, not great Louisville team, the ACC is kind of there for the taking. North Carolina has been a fraudulent number one. They got beat twice in Portland. Duke looked really bad against Purdue. The bottom of the conference is as bad as it's been recently. Georgia Tech sucks. Florida State sucks. Pitt's not very good. Um Virginia Tech's not very good. Clemson's just whatever. Notre Dame has been a disappointment. Syracuse is getting blasted by mid-major teams. Like, this should be a year where we should be like a top-four team in the conference. And instead, we're like, I don't know if they can win three games in this league. It's embarrassing. Look, losing twice doesn't surprise anybody. We knew they were going to be sporadic with that backcourt as well. Yeah, I I watched most of that Alabama game. It was a – the four-overtime game. It was – both teams tried to lose. Like, they looked – they looked like they did for most of the regular season last year. I mean, you just, and that's probably what they're going to be, I guess. Those guards, I mean, yeah, when they don't play well, there's, there's not going to be. They're not number one team. They're not. Sure. They're definitely not. Let's take a break. When we come back, uh, hour number three, we will talk specifically about this Maryland game coming up. Seven o'clock tip off. And a reminder, you can hear it on the new home of Cardinal Athletics, nine seventy WGTK. We'll have a, a pregame show starting over there at five thirty. But keep it locked here until six. We'll hand the baton over to them at that point. It's Mike Rutherford show. Hour number three on the way next here on fourteen fifty The Big X. Check them out now. Big pimpin' on BLADs. We doing big pimpin' up at NYC. It's just that jigger man. Pimp C and B-U-M-B. Yo, yo, yo. Big pimpin', spendin' cheese. We doing big pimpin' on BLADs. We doing big pimpin' up at NYC. It's just that jigger man. Driving that train. Casey Jones, he's better. Watch your speed. Trouble ahead, trouble behind. And know that notion just crossed my mind. This is a cocaine bear shout out. <laughs> uh, I guess, yeah. <laughs> they should have named the bear Casey. Casey Bear. Would have only made sense. Okay, I'm I'm bad. I'm I don't think I know anybody on P- on around the horn anymore. I don't think anybody's shocked by that. 
Like I, I thought that was the pitcher for the former pitcher for the Twins right there for a second. Frank, Frank Viola. Viola, yes. I was, when I saw his name in the corner of my eye, I was like, Frank Viola? <laughs> Welcome in. Third hour here at the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 961 Big X. Uh, coming to you as always from the UofL College of Business Studios. It is game day. Game day. Game day. Game day. Game Game day. Game day. Men's basketball team plays a game tonight. <laughs> ACC Big Ten Challenge, the swan song for the challenge. It is the uh, the 23rd and final years. The Big Ten goes off to the seemingly greener pastures, according to them, of Fox. And the TV deal with ESPN ends after this year. Starting next year will be the ACC-SEC Challenge, which will be a fun thing. But for now, it's the final challenge. The ACC leads all time here. I think the, the count is 12-8-2. So they will... They'll be the champion. They won like the first thirteen that this, like the they, first like twelve or thirteen. The ACC, or they didn't lose in the first like thirteen years of this. And then since then, the Big Ten's kind of dominated. But it was so over the top ACC to start with that they still are going to own the all time series whenever this thing uh, wraps up this well, week. Well, I mean, I think you pointed out earlier just when you said the ACC's kind of down this year. The ACC's been somewhat down for the last few. Years. I mean, I know they uh, do well in the tournament. And I'm not saying that doesn't mean you have one or two teams that are going to be, you know, you're not going to Duke, obviously. But, the depth of the conference has been, I think, I feel like lacking over the last few years. For maybe, sure. And, I mean, well, I mean, North Carolina, yeah. We're not helping with that as we're well. We're not. I mean. But, you know, Jim Beheim was going nuts about, you know, see how our team's doing the tournament. Yeah, but like you can't just, you can't use past seasons as ways to justify giving the ACC like 11 bids when their non conference resume clearly doesn't justify it. Like people get all mad about the Big Ten flopping in the tournament, and I get it, but the Big Ten. Like they just keep mopping up during non-conference play, and what else do you have to go on besides the evidence in front of you? Mm. Like Purdue, who's to say they don't bow out in the second round right now? But if they if they wind up being a one, two, or three seed, you look at their non-conference. I mean, they blasted Gonzaga, they blasted Duke. What else do you want them to do? They're beating everybody, and that's kind of been the thing for the Big Ten the last couple of years. They suck in the tournament, but they deserve all the the the, the at-large bids that they get. And the ACC last year was bad in non-conference play. Their best conference teams got beat up a little bit by the teams that were at the bottom of the league. And so you've got Carolina, yeah, making a run to the championship game, but as an eight seed, which was yeah. what they deserved to be. They barely made it. They, they weren't a lock to make the tournament until like the second to last week of the regular season anyway. Um, and that's I think we're trending towards a similar situation this year where you've got a couple of top four seeds and then probably fewer at-large bids than you're you're used to seeing. Because, and like you said, we're not... <laughs> We're not helping there. No, we're not. I mean, us, Georgia Tech. I mean, where you oh, Pittsburgh. Terrible statement right there. Us, I mean, this is us, Pastner, I, Capel, <laughs> Clemson. <laughs> you know, That's where probably, we are. Yeah. Uh, but Louisville is playing in the ACC Big Ten Challenge for the ninth time. They are four and four all time in this event. The four wins all have come at home. That's good. That's good news. All four losses have come on the road. And Maryland, if you're wondering, they were very good in the challenge when they were a member. Of the the ACC, but since moving to the Big Ten, <laughs> they're bizarre in this, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they were ten and five in the challenge when they were members of the ACC, but they're one and seven since joining the Big Ten and zero oh and three all time uh, as a Big Ten member in road games. So vibes, eh? Little okay, little right? Vibes feeling good? Feeling good. Also, good note. Another reason why Maryland hates being in the Big Ten, probably. They should. Doesn't fit them. Stupid. Kevin Willard. First Maryland coach to uh, to have the Terps off to a six and zero start in his first year, and also the first Maryland coach to have the Terrapins ranked in his first year. That's but pretty impressive. But history of coaches. But but 
One in seven all-time in games against Louisville. Oh, there's the kicker. Dating back to his time at Iona and his time at Seton Hall. Has only, beaten we, us just one time. Was that the Jeremy Hazel game? No, no, no. He wasn't there then. I wasn't there. Okay. It was the it was actually it was the David Patchett season. They came to our place. They beat us. We had a last second shot oh, to try yeah, to win it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah Quentin Snyder missed a deep three at the buzzer from like the left wing. And uh that was a that was just an okay Seton Hall team. And then we beat them the next year at their place. In kind of like a, a very similar game, very close game. I guess Jeremy Zell game was a long time ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, that was like, like that was like 0-4-0-5. Yeah, no, was, wait, no, I think it was more like 0-8. Was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. A, it was it's been over ten years. It was pre-Kevin Willard. Yeah, I, I forget how long that's been now. Yeah, it was. It was a long, that was a long time ago. But uh, Willard has not had success against Louisville. Most of those games coming against his his protege or his uh, I guess I guess mentor Rick Pitino, uh, when he was the head coach here. But Willard off to a great start at Maryland. They are. A very good offensive team. They come in here 17th in the country in adjusted offensive efficiency. They've scored 88 points or more in each of the last three games. They're averaging 82.7 for their season. Schedule strength, not great. Like They haven't played a bunch of terrific teams, but they beat Miami, the best team they've played, by 18. Yeah, Miami's good. Decisive victory. They've earned their ranking. Um, they're also very good defensively. They're only allowing opponents to shoot uh, 43.4% from the field overall uh, and only 26.3% from three. It's the 23rd best defensive percentage in the country. They don't turn it over. They dominate the glass. And I said this in the first segment. I'll say it again. They play the way that I think Kenny Payne and the fan base wanted this year's Louisville team to play. They got a bunch of big dudes. They shoot, they're they a bad outside shooting team. They're shooting the three, just a 30.8% clip. But they're shooting inside the arc at 61.2%, which is the 11th best percentage in the country. They they generate a lot of steals. They block a lot of shots. They take care of the ball at a great rate. They dominate the glass. They're the best rebounding team that we've played so far. They are big. They are physical. They get you in foul trouble. They want to do to, to us tonight what we did to them in the Bahamas. Remember the Baja Bullies? Oh, like, yeah. like we just we, we punked them a little bit. They want to come into our building, and they want to punk us. And if our bigs don't play bigger and more aggressive and more physical than they have so far, they're go- not going to have a difficult time punking this team for, for two halves, for two hours tonight. Like we've got to get more physical. We've got to play stronger. We've got to rebound better. And my God, we've got to take care of the ball. We are turning it over. Oh, turnover. We're turning it over on 25.5% of our possessions. More than once out of every four trips down the, down the court, we're giving the ball away. There are only five teams in college basketball that are turning the ball over at a higher rate than we are right now. We are 356th in America in turnover rate. And you're like, well, you can make up for that with the you know, assist rate. We are 349th in the country in assist rate. We're awful at creating open shots for our teammates. We're awful at holding on to the ball. Not a good recipe against the Maryland team tonight. That's a good recipe versus anybody, as it's, we can tell by 0-6 record. Like, the record's not a fluke, folks. Like, the numbers speak for themselves. They're bad. What's the biggest turnovers we've had in a game? Have we had under 10 in a game? Oh, I, I don't think so. I mean, we had 22 and 18 and 20 in three games in Maui. I mean, I don't know if we've had under... Have we, have we had under 10 turnovers in a game? Or, to counter that, have we had more than 10 assists in a game? I, I know for a fact we have not had... More than ten assists in a game because we only have like thirty five assists for the season. <laughs> six games. Yeah, <laughs> six games <laughs> against Bellarmine. We only had thirteen turnovers. That's still more than ten. <laughs> That's the best we've done so far. So the best we've gotten to is thirteen. That's just sad. Um, Wright That's State's so- not a Wright State's a bad defensive team. How many do we have in that game? I mean, it's, that's the nineteen. <laughs> 
God. I mean, that's, just, that's the type of bleep that gives me ulcers. I mean, breaking news, we're not good right now. I know. There's, I know. Th- th- again, th- the numbers don't lie. We're about I mean, I'm nitpicking possessions in terms of, of God, things. God, State, be- we had 18. I mean, yeah, 13 is the lowest we've had by far in a game. That's that's sad. App State, we had six assists and 18 turnovers. I guess an App State team that turned right around and lost to Campbell and Kennesaw State the next two games. Look, it's bad. I, I what do you want me to say? I don't know. I don't know what there is to say. Amazingly, I somehow even at zero six and watching this team, I still find a way to be shocked at how pathetically bad they've been. Wow. The realization it changes that- tonight. We're gonna we're gonna beat Mary. This is. For all the people who have said, like, you know, you've been so negative, I feel like I've been more positive than most people going into the actual games. Like, I've been down on the teams, but I'm like, they're going to find a way to beat Wright State. They're going to find a way to beat. I picked us to win all three of our first three games. I wasn't one of those people who was like, you know, Bellarmine's crafty. They're going to, I'm like, we should win. We should cover against Bellarmine. Bellarmine's, they're, they're down. They're not as good as they've been the last couple of years. We should dominate them inside. I, I still believe that. Like, we should not have lost that game to Bellarmine. I thought going into Maui, like, I, I thought it was going to look better against teams playing up tempo. I didn't think we'd. I thought it was very probable that we'd go 0 3, but I certainly thought we'd be more competitive than we wound up being. This is the first time this season where I'm going into a game and I'm like, I, I just don't see it. Which maybe is the best thing for people listening. For if you're for the Cardinal fans listening who are looking for some sort of hope tonight, it's the fact that I'm so down about this game because I've going into the individual games, I've seen some reason for optimism, some some little bit of positivity. This looks like a a bad matchup for us and one that's just not going to go well and it's going to exemplify our weaknesses more so than any team besides, I guess, since the Arkansas and, and Texas Tech games because they will be more physical than us. They've got better front court players than us. And the really, I think the difficult thing to wrap your mind around when it comes to this game is you know, they've got four guys averaging double figures. All four of those guys are putting up very solid rebounding stats. Three of them were on the team last year. We've seen three of the players that are their best in last year's game, they've got Dante Scott, who was their best player last year, who's averaging close to a double-double. Jameer Young, Hakeem Hart, and Julian Reese. All those guys besides Jameer Young played against us in Atlanta, played big minutes. They've all gotten so much better from last year's disaster to this year's 6-0 start. We brought back six guys from our team last year. One of them looks like markedly better than he was last year. And honestly, with Jalen Withers, he kind of just looks like he, who he was two years ago. Or what you thought you would see last year. Sure. Which is what I say about trainer, yeah. Like, Sidney Curry certainly has regressed, it seems like. L. Ellis has scored a lot, but the you know the, the quest for him to be a true point guard is his turnovers are very high as his numbers aren't high enough. Um, J.J. Trainer maybe slight improvement, but not enough to, like, you know, see the numbers go up like these Maryland kids. Um I mean, who else am I? Who, who am I forget? Who else came back? Roosevelt Wheeler hasn't done anything. I mean, he's played barely. It's just, it, it's. it's I, 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 I did this for the little game on Friday for football, and of course, it didn't help it. I want you to, Salty Mike, I want, I want all the salt gone right now. Whether you honestly maybe even believe it or not, hopefully, somewhat, there's a small bar you would believe it. Give me something positive to think about going into this game for Louisville. Well, I started off with positive. I gave you the stats, but we've never lost a home game in this challenge. Maryland's never won a road game in this challenge since they made the move to the Big Ten. That, that's, but We're 7-1 and against Kevin Willard. But those stats have all been flushed down the toilet the last two years anyway. <laughs> yeah, we've never lost a game in November. We haven't lost to an unranked team. We haven't had, My all, God, I'm trying. All that is gone. Yes. The, the 1940-41 team has been rejuvenated. 
They have been released of their all, all not their yet. Orbit. They started zero and eleven. Okay, they went two and eighteen. I think two and fourteen. Two and fourteen. Yeah, they were coached by. We're not starting zero and eleven, my guy. I, I'm saying it right now. Buddy's grandfather, who is the technically not even a basketball coach, he's a baseball and well, teacher. <laughs> we're not starting zero and eleven. So get but in this matchup, in this matchup tonight, give me something that you at least partially, hopefully, somewhere in your deep down, you're still believing of a positive thing for this game tonight against Louisville and Maryland, specifically not just numbers and history. They suck at three-point shooting. And we're good at guarding the three? We're not good at anything. If you want me to look at any <laughs> stat to, to give you some sort of reason for optimism, I can't do. I can't make up stuff. you got to find something, right? That's it. They suck at three-point shooting. Pack it in. I mean, we'll, we'll try. Force them to shoot from the outside. I, this team has, if you want me to be more positive about the, from a game-to-game -game basis, I feel like I've been, like I said, optimistic going into some games. They're going to have to show me something. You can't, they're, they're the first team to lose all three games in Maui by 19 points or more, besides Chaminade. What am I supposed to go off of from what I saw last week? Playing better competition is going to make them stronger? I guess that's that's something we can say. I, I mean, I just, they're, go, they're going, if you want somebody to show it, it's not on me, it's on them to show me. I mean, you can tell me that, you know, uh, James can have a good matchup tonight. He doesn't. There, it, is, it is a bad matchup for us. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I, I can't just make up I don't think stuff. you understood the concept of what I was asking. I gave you. They suck at three-pointers. If, if they somehow decide that they're going to shoot a ton of threes against us, we got a fighting chance. Don't you think this probably knowing our luck would be the game they hit like 12 out of 15? Yes, but yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that because you're trying. I'm trying, I'm trying to be trying positive. To, I'm trying to ask for positivity. It's. I mean, this is a. We have a much better chance against Miami and Florida State. The two games after this. I'll give you credit. I thought you maybe go with something like tonight's game is one step closer to this year being over. No, I, I mean, I look. I, I as somebody who has watched every second of every game and will continue to watch every second of every game and root like hell for these guys. If they had given me something positive to go off of in this particular matchup, I would give it. Like, like there will be, there will be things that I think we can exploit unless we lose by like fifty tonight, which is certainly within the realm of possibility. But there will be things that I think we can talk about when it comes to playing Miami and Florida State, where you're like, especially Florida State, we can exploit this, we can do this, we have a fighting chance if we do this. This matchup, from what we've seen so far, is a bad look for us. Now, who's to say it's still very early in the season? The sample sizes are just six games. But they're 6-0 and we're 0-6. And it brings me back to it's hard not to go into this game tonight against a program that was in the exact same spot that we were 9, 10, 11 months ago and not be envious of what they're doing right now. Because, again, we were kindred spirits last year. We played in the Bahamas. You know, they, they actually they had higher preseason expectations than we did last year. They were a preseason top twenty five team. They had a lot of talent. They, they felt like they're long, but yeah, they weren't. They, they I mean they they had lost a couple of times before they got to the Bahamas. We beat them in the Bahamas championship. It was the the latest just you know X mark on the resume of Mark Turgeon. He only lasted a few weeks after that. Yeah. He's very clearly ready to leave. That the job had taken its toll on him. Danny Manning is the interim coach for the rest of the year. They ride out a, a lame duck season, do what they can. We have the exact same thing happen. We part ways with Chris Mack. Mike Pegues does what he can. But both Louisville and Maryland, proud programs with proud fan bases, are in a low spot for basically all of last winter. They go out, they hire Kevin Willard, a hire that was you know kind of like, a, eh, like he got a golf clap from people. It was not a, a home run hire, not, a, not something that made gigantic waves, but I think most people saw it as a, a good, not great hire for the program. In the golf terms, to say the Willard hire would be like kind of like, Pulling up on a, on a drive, 
Seven and going for par, where we kind of maybe tried to go for the green, like Roy McIlroy. We, we went for it in two, yeah, yeah for that's, sure. That's why I kind of, they Willard, laid up and tried to make their laid up. That's the term I was looking for. Thank you. Uh, yeah, that's because Willard's. Just, I mean, a solid coach, but he's just yeah, you're right. He's, he's vanilla. He's not going to move the needle really. A par might win it for you though. And you're damn right. And Tiger made his living on pars, right? We hire Kevin Kenny Payne, who is a lot more differing opinions out there. To start the season again, they're six zero. They're in the top twenty five. They've improved they got help in the transfer portal we're 0 and 6 we didn't get much help in the transfer portal our guys that came back don't look that much better and it's it's tough to go into this game and, and feel like you know that should have been us like like we should have been the quick turnaround program we want to be the quick turnaround program and it's hard not to go in this game and just be jaded and say like you know we're Louisville I know you guys have won a national title in the last couple of decades too but historically like we're better than you. Like, 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 we should have been the guys who have been able to get out of this hole very quickly. You guys are the ones who, you know, do less with more, who are always going to have all this talent, but you, you never go to the Sweet 16. And when you do, you definitely go to a re- don't go to a regional final. You know, you, you're, you're a perennial four, five, six seed. When your program bottoms out, it should take you longer to claw back than it takes us. And yet here they are. It seems like they're back immediately. And we are dealing with historic lows right now through the first month of the season. And maybe. Three or four years from now, we look back and we say that's that how foolish we were to be envious of a Maryland program that hasn't been to a Sweet 16 under Willard. Whereas after a couple of tough seasons, Kenny Payne were the most talented team in the country. We all these recruits, all these draft picks, all these you no, know, no, Final no, Fours. Pluralize that singular tough season because remember the patience will not be there for multiple. But again, tough for us. Well, it's true. If we went to the tournament well, last year, was tough for us. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if we go to the tournament next year but don't win a game. Like that would still be lower. It would. I mean, people would applaud it. It'd be certainly market improvement, but it would be below our historic standards. So you know, we, I think you can still say that. I'm hoping in year three, year four, you know, the hope is we're back to being Louisville, and we should be. Like this, there's no reason not to be at this point if Kenny Payne is the guy. But it's hard to go into this game at this moment in time and not just be like you're staring at your your friends' Instagram photos of their fantastic, you know beach trip to Turks and Caicos while you're staring at home. Where? I don't know. Turks and Caicos. Where's that at? It's a exotic vacation destination that rich people go to. And like I'm staring at home, you know, my, my COVID insulation. Like it's it's hard not to have that type of feeling. It's hard not to let the jealousy just take you over. Here I am taking Instagram pictures of the quarry. You're not even on Instagram. <laughs> I'm not. I'm the type of guy that put my beach pictures up from the quarry, though. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, TJ Walker texted in, by the way, and said, uh, "The Danny." Do we Man- really need TJ's opinion at this point, right now? He says the Danny Manning advantage wins the day. The cards cover, but lose by 11. I don't trust TJ's pick. Yeah, did he pick us to cover somebody else too earlier this year? Spoiler alert: We have not covered a game yet this year. Oh. Not only are we just 0 and 6, we are also 0 and 6 against the spread. People are making money, big time, off the cards right now. You don't say. We've. I, I, What's the line tonight? 12 and a half. Maryland. Yes. <laughs> no. Really? No. <laughs> Bellerman. We have. No, we're favored 12 and a half. Our longest. <laughs> if you're wondering, our longest streak since. Tracking betting odds has been a thing of not covering the spread is eight games. So if you're just looking for this, the, the record breakers hashtag, that's what this team is. Like that's what we're known as like not team 108, team 109, like the record breakers. If they're looking to break another record, all you got to do is not cover for the next three games. I feel like, tw- I feel like we could cover 12. Is this, is this my delusion? Hey, I, I thought they were going to cover like every game so far this year and they haven't come close. So. What were the spreads in like the Arkansas game and stuff? Arkansas was like, I want to say 16. 
Texas Tech, I think, was right around here. It was like 13, 14. And then Cincinnati was like eight and a half. Yeah. And they, they, they all clearly covered. Yeah. Texas Tech's still the worst game of them all. That was, I mean, they we scored 38 points. I mean, they punked us out. I mean, because I, I told you I watched all three of those games in a row. Like, I was two two possessions into that Texas Tech game going, this is the worst matchup we How did have. you make it through that? I, I can't imagine watching those three games in a row. Mostly a lot of Mel Yellow and a lot of drugs. So, by the time you got, did you watch the Cincinnati game last? Yeah. So, did you know that we lost the Cincinnati game when you started watching no. it? Or did you have some hope? No, I, I had hope. I, I didn't I didn't spoil anything. I, the only spoiler I had was when I went to the app and it said Constellation game for Texas Tech. Right Constellation before, game? Constellation, yeah. <laughs> Getting high on constellations. <laughs> I saw a little dipper <laughs> game. <laughs> Which one are we? Uh, I saw that below the Arkansas, and I was like, "Well, not that my, my I had high hopes that we were going to beat Arkansas, but like that kind of you know, obviously was a spoiler right then and there. So that that's the closest thing to a spoiler I had going into that that trio of games. And yes, it was very hard because it was it was around. I think I started the Texas Tech game probably because I got home around 7.38 that night. It was close to midnight, you know, doing stuff and yada, yada. It was like, it was like 10.30, 11 by the time I probably started that game. And it was just like, it was a struggle to get through. I mean, I was like, God, this, this is so bad. I wanted to stop it, but I was like, no, I'm going to watch this whole game. I'm, I'm watching it. I want to see. We're maybe, committed to this point. Uh, I mean, yeah. I just, yeah. Texas says the 40-41 team has champagne on ice. You best believe that. <laughs> Everybody's still alive on that team. <laughs> Um, all right. We name one player from the 40-41. I mean, probably not at this point. They would be if, if you were eighteen in nineteen forty. You know, you're what, like ninety eight now. Would you be? I don't know. The math, yeah. you, you did that math way too quick. Sixty plus twenty. That's twenty twenty two. I don't even think there's a. That's eighty extra years there. You'd be. I'm gonna go ahead and say, I don't think there's a. 1940-41 player still alive. Yeah, the reference page doesn't even list a player on the roster. We'll find it. Kenny Clown would know. Come back, Kenny. You're ruining this program. You're killing us slowly. <laughs> Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll hear from you on the Thornton Sacks line at 502-414-1450. Send in your predictions. I'm sure those will be <laughs> what a positive request. Uh, send in your thoughts about tonight's game. We'll read them on the air. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. It continues next here on 1450 The Big X. Final segment here of the Tuesday edition of the Rutherford Show. We started off by celebrating U.S. Men's National Team victory over Iran. Moving on to the knockout stages, they will play the Netherlands in the Sweet 16 of the World Cup Saturday morning. I believe that's going to start at 9. Look, we we basically liberated the Netherlands back in the 40s. I was like, but didn't the, wasn't the Netherlands like the Cinderella run like 
was the last World Cup or one before it? They're good. I mean, they, they've been. They're the orange, right? Correct. Yeah, I, I think they ended up. They played in the third place game. I want to say. Yeah, they made a really good Cinderella run. Like it was either last World Cup or one before that was. They were like the darlings of the of the of the cup. Well, you know what? They're neither nethers or lands, so they can suck it. That's that's where I stand. I like the nethers. That's one place I would like. If I was like you, you talk about like me going out of the country to visit somewhere. The Netherlands is like the top of my list. Is one of the top near my list. We just go cheer for the Netherlands, then, Trev. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, you, 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 they got they got it going right with the laws. Oh, they can suck it. <laughs> Everything's legal in the Netherlands. They have it's legal because we liberated them. So Good they they owe us this. They owe us a quarterfinals trip. <laughs> they can suck it. <laughs> I know. Now I do remember the run because. You talk about things being overused on social media. Everyone during their run was doing the uh, the Austin Powers uh, thing where, I hate the Dutch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, it was it was 2014, by the way, when yeah, they, okay, they yeah. beat Brazil in the third place game. Yeah. I, I, I just now I just remember that Austin Powers uh, little gift being used yeah. by everybody. I only had two things in life. Yeah. Something People in, who are intolerant of other cultures. That's right. And the Dutch. Dutch yeah. This is a good line. Though. You're going to see that about 50 million times between now and Saturday. Yep. Bring it out, people. I may post it too. Who knows? Okay. <laughs> this is a funny line. That's good. One of the better third installments of a series is is, is pretty good. Yeah, for sure. Goldfinger was solid. Apparently, he hated Beyonce, though. He what? Mike Myers did not like Beyonce. I mean, she was. That's right. She played the uh, sidekick <laughs> in the movie, right? Right. Yeah. 502 414 yeah. is the Thornton Sacks line. We're getting you ready for tip off tonight between the Cards and Terrapins at 7 o'clock in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. ESPN2 has the TV coverage. You can listen to all the action right here. Not right here, but on our sister station, excuse me, 970 WGTK. They'll have the, uh, the pregame show just started over there, but keep it locked here until 6 o'clock and then maybe flip over there. What channel did you say was the TV wise ESPN2. ESPN2. No ballys. No, no ballys. It's a, this is the challenge. All the games are on the ESPN yeah. family of networks. Uh, at least we weren't relegated to you. That's always bad when it's like the Georgia Tech, you know, it was Northwestern game is always on, on ESPN News or something. And the positive is, does it, we're the seven o'clock game, which means we will, our first five minutes won't be bumped to the streaming site because the game before us went late. It's true. That's going to happen to the nine o'clock game. Well, there's there's seven thirty and nine thirty games too. Yeah, those games will will start late, and they'll all their fans are like, do we really need to see the end of this Maryland Louisville game? No, you're gonna hear it because it's gonna happen. The matchups, by the way, this year. I know they tried to get them right because you know, there's only so much you can do. They try to match up the best teams between the leagues. People thought Maryland was going to be like not very good this year, and now they're they're top 25 good. So that looks like kind of a miss. Of course, nobody thought Louisville was going to be yeah. as bad as we are right now. Is there but, anybody as bad as us to match us up against? Well, no. We, I mean, hell, if, if you're going by, there's one team that doesn't get to play in this thing every year. We probably would have been that team if you if you were doing this based on how we've done so far. Instead, it's poor NC State, who, by the way, is playing William and Mary tonight. But you've got like Syracuse, who looks bad, is playing a nationally a top 16 Illinois team, who's looking pretty damn good. You've got Wake Forest versus Wisconsin, which seems like a little bit of a mismatch. You've got Michigan, who's not as good as people thought they were going to be against Virginia, who's number three in the country right now. Like they. They kind of botch these matchups a little bit. You try to get top 25 teams. Versus, I mean, Purdue, who's maybe the best team in the country, is playing Florida State, who is awful tomorrow. Ohio State-Duke is their two top 25 teams. I mean, that'll, in fairness, that'll be good. didn't Florida State have a good record last year, though? Didn't they? They didn't make the tournament. That's right. Carolina plays Indiana, which is a good matchup tomorrow night. That's, I mean, hell, that's that probably way. the best game of, of this thing. It's 8-15 start pregame here on these airwaves. On these airwaves. IU currently six and a half point favorite over the, the Tar Heels. It, North Carolina dropped all the way from number one to number 18 
uh, in the latest AP poll. Indiana is a top 10 team at number 10. Should be an interesting game. Scooter Dingus on the edge of his seat. Now, will he be able to stay up for the whole game? Maybe. Or will he be paying more attention to the Eastern Michigan, uh, whoever they play tomorrow? It's a winnable game. We looked it up earlier, but they play as well. Will he have more focus on the Eagles or the Hoosiers tomorrow? Find out on KRC every morning, 7 to 9, right here on 1450 The Big X. Tune in. Uh, We've got plenty of texts to get to. We'll try to get to as many as we can before the end of the show here on 1450 The Big X. Texter says, ever since... Patino was fired. I always look at our teams and try to think of what Patino would do if he was playing us man to man. He would run us uh, with L. Ellis literally dead, and we would have 75 or so turnovers in the first half, and we might lose by 60. You're going to drive yourself insane if you spend the rest of your your Louisville fan years going, What would Patino do with this team? You know what you're really going to drive you, you insane? Don't, don't do that. What's really going to drive you insane is after this season, and he goes to a big school. He's taking a power conference job. I was listening. Was it Wednesday when I was driving? I was listening, to, and you 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 named a school, Georgetown. That was just Georgetown. That was. He said uh, two kids go there and a niece go there. I can't think of a most perfect because when he when he took the job, I remember saying, I mean, I was on these you know these airways. You were I think uh, in in purgatory radio, but yeah, I was like you know getting think, paid to do nothing. Glad I miss it every day. <laughs> Opposed to being paid to do barely anything here. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the uh, I mean, the, the question was, will he coach another big time school? And I, I said, yes. I mean, I, you know, given a couple of years, whatever, I didn't remember the timeline I said at the time, but I, I'm still company. Well, Georgetown almost feels too perfect for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got an old school Big East school, you're up in the North. I mean, they're. It, it, the 80s attitude of Georgetown is is Patino basketball. The sad thing about this I whole mean, thing, there's a number of sad things, but the, the most sad thing is Rick and, I mean, I, I talked to a family member this past weekend. He'll kill it there, too. Rick loves Louisville. Rick misses Louisville. Like, Rick would, would love to have, if there was some way to just erase the whole past and, like, go back and have this never happen, like, he would have stayed here forever until the end of his career. Can we bring him back? It would take a lot of fence mending that I don't think is ever going to happen. I mean, th- those guys are gone, right? I mean, the president's gone. I mean, they uh, are. I mean, but it would. I, I don't. It's not going to happen. Do I think like he would potentially consider it if it happened? I do, but like I don't think it's going to happen. I don't either. And he's going to take a job for next year. The fact that we were able to bring Petrino back though does make me think anything's possible. Like, like I'm Kevin Garnett. Yeah. Because I would have probably bet you. Much, I mean, you maybe know more than I do in this stuff, but at, on the surface from the outside, I thought there was absolutely no way Petrino's coming back to Louisville for 2.0. I just didn't think George and him would. I didn't think it was possible. Kind of wish it hadn't. You know, yeah, but. I mean, it, <laughs> and I was like, now wish it maybe, maybe wish it hadn't happened, but you know, whatever. Texas prediction: Kevin Willard scouted this game uh, like it was the Final Four and puts this program in a casket. Cats turn it over thirty times and lose by almost forty. Is that a UK fan trying to text in? Because they said cats, but yeah, what? they get up forty turnovers to Bellarmine tonight. We might definitely turn it over thirty times tonight. We could turn it over a lot. That's... We might. Hell, we, I mean, we turn it over against teams that don't even try to, to force turnovers. So Always dribble off our foot. Yeah, It's like watching the Dazzling Dunks and Basketball bloopers trailer. Texas says Wilt Chamberlain played in the Constellation game. <laughs> Texas, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different result. We definitely lose tonight, except it probably won't be close. <laughs> but Wilt Chamberlain didn't play in the Constellation game. He came in second. <laughs> <laughs> Texas, have y'all seen the new Christmas Story movie? It's not bad. I've seen the trailer. It was the worst it. trailer I've ever seen in my life. I, I don't. I don't care, Texter, what you tell me. I'm not watching that crap. I will watch it. I won't. If you, I mean, Texter, I'm. I tell you what, I'm putting this on you. 
Because I will, I, I like watching bad Christmas movies and making fun of them. We did it the other night. We watched that Lindsay Lohan one, god awful but hilarious to make fun of. Which one is she? She has a new one on Netflix. Oh, it's called like oh, Falling. It's new. Okay. It's like it's basically like every one of those crappy Hallmark movies. I'm like yeah, whatever. It's something to make fun of for an hour and a half. I've watched a few Hallmark. Yeah, movies. they're terrible, but it's yeah. it's whatever. I'll watch. I watched the new trailer for the Christmas Story movie. One of the worst movie trailers I've ever seen in my life. I I, I can't believe this is a good movie. Texter, I'm holding you accountability to thought, accountable to this. I thought you were weren't you the one that hated the original Christmas Story though? No, I love Christmas Story. Are you kidding me? Who was that did the show with that hated it? Not me. Not me. I, I was remember who it was. I did. Maybe maybe it's TJ. Maybe TJ if you're listening to confirm it. But I was thinking, or it was Roush. Somebody somebody I did. I was doing show radio with not in the near future. Then again, to me that's like the last twenty years because all blends together. Yeah. Uh, did, hated that movie. Point is, I'll watch the movie. But if it's bad, I'm blaming you, Texter, for making me do it. I'm not. I just I, again, I, I brought this up, and the same reason I want to talk about you. Why don't you just watch Sandlot too? Texas, even though Kenny Payne was considered the leading candidate for the Louisville job the whole time, why didn't Josh Hurd take a serious look at Jared Grasso of, of Bryant? We could have petitioned for Peter Kiss to get another year of eligibility. Um, I, did you see Grasso get into it with Bayon after that game? The, yeah. they, so they win, and they've got Doug Edert, who was the the poster boy, the mustache kid from St. Peter's last year. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw that he got, he got smacked in the face. And then yeah. he smacked the dude back. And then yeah. ran away when the Syracuse players just started running run up. Oh, yeah, he sprinted <laughs> away. I, that clip always shows him. Yeah. Like, uh, if you watch longer, another a big Syracuse player runs up on him, and he is running away with, like, every— And then he kind of, like, when everybody's holding him back, kind of tries to do the, hold me back, hold me back. I mean, he just mean mugs the guy in the back of the head, though. But so, yeah, he does. So, so Grasso, they beat Syracuse by one. Uh, Bryant does. And after the game, Beheim is telling him something, and he's like clearly like arguing back, and he's like giving him this like this like smushed face, like shoulders <laughs> up, like mocking him. And then he walks out and as he's walking out the whole way, he's like clapping to the crowd and like pointing back at Jim and waving goodbye and doing all this stuff. Uh, not a serious candidate for the Louisville job, but he's doing a great job at Bryant for sure. Uh, you gotta love the waving, waving at the at the uh, the opposing crowd. Yeah, I mean, it's way to get him. Texas, do you think we would have fired Mac if he hadn't quit? I guess the question is, would Vince and Neely still be here? In my opinion, Mac's relationship with Vince deteriorated beyond repair after Vince forced Mac to get rid of Luke Murray and Dino. The aftermath was catastrophic. He obviously never had a good relationship with Neely. Hell, maybe no one did. Yeah, I, I, I think that's pretty much what happened. I mean, do you think if, if do you think if he had if he had hung on through it with with Vince and Neely now gone, do you think Mac would have stayed? No, I don't think. So. I think he got worn down with it. The, I think the bigger the bigger what if is if the committee if Mitch Barnhart isn't a corrupt committee chair. And Louisville sneaks into the first four. Yeah. And maybe they get UCLA spot, they win a couple of games. They don't go to a Final Four, but they win a couple of games. Is Chris Mack still here right now? And I, my answer is, I think yes. If, I, mean, I think if they go to the NCAA tournament what, what in 2021, Vince, he stays here. What if Vince doesn't try to overstand his bounds and force the hiring when the guy can't hire his own jobs he's supposed to hire for? Well, I mean, that's and, the thing. If we make the tournament, there's no push to change the culture. There's no push to change the culture. I mean, who's staff. the thing, though, even if we missed the tournament, he, he didn't have to push to change stuff. He didn't have to. But that, that's a different hypothetical. Yeah. I, I think if we make the tournament in 2021, which we're one game away from doing, Max still a coach right now. I kind of felt like I would something was off when when beginning of the last year, and you brought up the point that just still blows my mind how Mac didn't realize he was on the hot seat. Yeah, like you didn't make the you, you won the tournament win in three years, dude. Well, but he, I mean, he had <laughs> one, but he had two chances. I know. You know, he, I had, know. he basically had two years. Um, that still brings some heat on the seat, though. In Louisville. Yeah, missing it one time. And again, that's what we're talking about. Like, we missed the tournament one time, and people were like, this guy may have to go. And now we're sitting here, we're like, if we get to seven wins, that's a pretty good season based on where we started. <laughs> well, only if BMU wins six. <laughs> Texture says, uh, DC is in the South. Trevor, ask the founding fathers. I'm talking about it's a big, I said Big East. 
Yeah, I don't even know what that's in reference to. I mean, did I say New York area? I mean, I know it's in. I know it's in. I know where Georgetown is. Watch to see. I've been to the campus. It's a beautiful campus. There's this happy perversion, ding ding dag, and yes, that's the real holiday for Dutch liberation. Well, we created that holiday, so suck it, Dutch. Texas, what are the chances that KP steps down and just walks away next year to save faith? I've got no idea. I, I I can't imagine that happens, but whatever, it's possible. We Te- didn't even steps away this season. Like uh-huh. halfway, we're zero twelve, and he just leaves. Texas, speaking of movies, I saw the new Knives Out movie, Glass Onion, and it was kind of whatever, not great, not bad. I've only seen a couple of reviews, but most of the the, the two that I've seen, the people liked it. So you, I'm I, I, I love Knives Out. I like, I, and surprisingly, I like Knives Out because Rian Johnson's kind of sucks as a movie director and writer. And nothing else he's done I, I thought was worth the crap. But Knives Out I liked. And I watched, but I see the previews for this Onion movie, and it's, the previews do not look good. They me. don't. I haven't even seen the previews. The trailer does not look good. It looks like it just a, a bad cash grab at, at something that was popular four years ago. I'll give it a chance because I really like Knives Out. Now, I, in the same way, I will watch it. I will give it a chance when it comes on Netflix. I'm not going to pay for it to go to the theater, but when it comes on Netflix, I think it's in the month or something, I'll probably watch it. Texas says, I thought Nolan Smith was a great recruiter. Uh, we were told that the main thing Payne was going to bring was recruiting, and that was the main reason he was brought in, and it looks like he isn't making inroads anywhere. Same with Nolan. Yeah, I mean, so far, for sure. I mean, I, I, I don't know how many times I can say it. Yeah, you, you've got to give the fan base something to grab onto, something to latch onto and say, this is a positive, this is why it's going to get better. And I'm not saying that that's not going to happen at some time in the hopefully very near future, but for right now, it, it hasn't. There's just there's nothing to point Give to. Give me something to believe in. Give me some hope. Make me Give feel good. Give me something to believe in. Terry said Kenny said that he needed to be convinced to take the job. Maybe he's realizing that it's not for him and resigns at the end of the year. That's I mean that's, that talk's only going to grow. I don't think it's going to happen though. It's going to grow though. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean we've had two texts about it in the last five minutes. Yeah, it's going to grow like a chia pet. I think it's going to get there. Texas, we just cannot afford to keep him after the season. We will likely win three or four games this year, and there's zero sign of recruiting progress in future classes. This has to end the day after our last game in early March. The one difference, though, and I, I don't know, if, I don't take this as a positive, maybe how you want to say it, but the one difference between this and like the basketball situation or football situation is in basketball, you can make the right hire and literally turn things around in a season. You can't do that in football, especially at least especially us. No, and there's different levels of, of like in basketball. You could have he could he could give back to back five win seasons, and we fire him and bring in the right coach. Like I mean, I'm not saying Calipari, but isn't that just throw a name, yeah, yeah, a name like that. You hire Musselman. You, that that next year, we could easily be flipped from a five win team to a twenty something win team and a top contender. Right, which is why I think people are so nervous about what's happening right now because a good coach comes in and doesn't maybe take Louisville from 13 wins last year to like final four contender true but he he has the tools to make them competitive and then in year two should have them right back to being an NCAA tournament team and right now we're not seeing signs of that progress happening and the only crutch I have to that and I've used it a little bit in this versus games is he is still wet behind the ears a first year head coach himself but and the thing is, this kind of twists around to back to Georgetown again being mentioned for the third time tonight today, is that that same scenario you have with Kenny Payne, very similar to what Georgetown has with Patrick Ewing, in which he we, was. We see that that that's on the text line every day. Zero yeah. zero head coaching experience, but a guy that was an assistant for a very long time at a high level, nonetheless, whether it be in college or pro. I mean, at some point, I'm not I'm, I'm not saying that the head coaching lack of head coaching experience can't be effective. But, you sh- I mean, you should know a thing or two. I mean, you've been an assistant for, like, 18 years. Well, it was a concern, and the whole wet behind the ears thing, I think it was 
it was the main holdup with most people who were hesitant about this hire. But the again, the give and the take there was he's going to get you players. Like you know he's going to get you players. You know he's going to get you players. Hasn't gotten us players yet. Yeah. And also it's worse than we thought it was going to be as far as the actual product on the court so far. What's that phrase come from? What behind yours too, by the way? No, I don't know. I, don't know I just used it. It just seems weird. We got to go quicker. Let's try to get to as many as we can here at the end of at the end of the show. <laughs> Text says, um, tell Trevor that I watched that movie Trading Places for the first time a few days ago. They had one of the damn Ghostbusters in blackface. Well, that's not good. Yeah, it was, no, it was, it was Dan Aykroyd, remember? I've never seen what, the movie. you never seen Trading Places? No. We can't be friends I, anymore. I mean, I don't know how you're still shocked by, by this. I mean, I, I don't think we can hang out. Text says, I wish, TK, my number from your phone. I wish TK would have actually played Fortnite with us. That would have been great. <laughs> Dan Aykroyd, he comes into the cover. Hey, uh, Texas, Texas quarterback uh, Hudson Card is entering the transfer portal. Time to make Card a card. It was meant to be. I take it. That dude's been a bust everywhere he's been. Hell, I mean, we need we need bodies. Dude, I think he's on. A, we'd be a fourth school, wouldn't it? He's been to three hundred schools already. Four times the charm. So they say. <laughs> Texas says, "Oh my God, please kill the Bromish." No. Texas says, "Dino, I love you, man." Dino. It's, the, it's still the most embarrassing part of that whole tape. I, I know that I know Mac that knew that he was recording, so he's trying to make himself sound as I guess compassionate yeah, and calm as possible. <laughs> but Dino, I love you, Dino. Come on, man, Dino. I mean, it, if it if it wasn't part of wrecking the program, it'd be hilarious. I, mean, I couldn't help but laugh when I was listening to it. How can you not laugh at somebody trying to be sentimental with the name Dino? Texas says, as much as I love Ruben Owens, I don't expect the offense to be that much better with him. Evans was one of the best backs in the SEC before coming here. Yeah, but he was, he barely played with Tennessee. Like, I mean, he, he put up the same numbers at Tennessee that he put up here. <laughs> Literally. Literally. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we discovered that. If Ruben Owens is, like, again, going to be the best running back in the country, as his recruiting ranking would indicate by the time he's a sophomore or a junior, then I think the offense will look much better. With I mean, him. he could be, I mean, we need a passing game to I get mean, better. I mean, he come in here and have a JV on Hawkins 2018 season, but without a passing game, yes, we're not yeah. going to still be anything better than seven or eight wins. You've got to find a, a legitimately downfield threat and a capable overall passing game. If you're going to keep opponents from just loading the box and just focusing solely mm-hmm. on the running game, like it has to happen. Doesn't care how good Owens is. He won't be a lead if we don't have a, a decent passing game. Texas, what would you have said before the season if I told you that the U.S. Uh, men's national team would have more World Cup victories than UFL basketball would at this point? I wouldn't have believed you. I, would have, I mean, the, the limit was three. That was the most the men's national team could now have. You're saying you, you don't believe. <laughs> Not, I didn't believe we'd be 0-6. I, I believe. Texas, Homer, you are living, uh, you are the living and John Waters in the substance. Homer? Did you call me Homer? I don't. I think it's a quote from a Simpsons episode that I uh, guess John Waters was in. Yeah, I'm sure John Waters was. Yeah. Texas year five is the new year one. Okay. <laughs> Texas says uh, in Rick Pitino's post NCA ruling press conference, he mentioned two people at U of L Louisville that basically screwed him over. I'm guessing Grissom is one. Who's the other? Is it Papa John? No, it's uh, Postal. Was it Postal? Yeah. I mean, Papa John's the the third guy that he I think hated and wanted. I mean, I'll say this for Rick Pitino. He had he did kind of the Kill Bill thing where he's like he's like Grissom, Postal, Papa John, they've all got to be gone. All three had terrible things happen to them, and I kind of had to, to leave their positions in shame. I, I would have gone with the Arya name list on this. one. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, he didn't. Don't Same. don't don't tempt him. <laughs> Texas, I'm just tuning in. I'm driving from Indy for the game tonight. Give me some reason that we may keep it competitive. Well, this was a, that was a text from 4:35. I apologize for what transpired in the hours. Turn since. around. No. Why would you drive Come to the game? 
Why would you? No. You're we, driving off. This game. It is, could happen. No, we can't. Angels in the outfield. It could happen. <laughs> Flap the wings. Christopher Lloyd, sort of being out there on the court pushing our guy. No. You just drove two hours to waste time, buddy. Texas says we aren't being Sorry. mentioned by people like Trenton Flowers because of Payne's refusal to embrace NIL, not because of on-court performance. Who's to say for sure, but it certainly sounds like that's plausible. Texas KP has every tool to kill it on the recruiting trail. He just needs to add NIL. It's such a no-brainer to our situation. I still don't get why we can just do give NIL without his permission. I mean, I don't. I, I think the thing that really hurts Payne when it comes to the NIL, because who knows the actual truth about what players are asking for NIL and how much of a, a factor it's playing in our inability to land some of these five-star kids that we've talked to. But the fact that football, which has never recruited at a top 25 level, is doing this, I, I think that just the, the message from UofL to UofL fans is this is very possible. Basketball has far more inherent advantages than, than football does. They should be killing it in recruiting yeah. without the advantage of NIL, and they're not. But football is getting it done now suddenly with NIL being a thing. That I think that's leading everybody to say if we just used NIL the way that other programs are, we'd be having top five, top ten classes, and we're not doing it right and it's now. It's not like the ball teams coming off like twelve win seasons either. Exactly. Yeah, it's not like yeah. If they're look, if, if yeah. we're not getting recruits because the basketball team is not playing enough, then how the hell is football doing it right now with us going six and six and, and yeah. seven and five after yeah. the last two years? Um, Texas, we literally hired KP to get DJ and five stars. Instead, we're hemorrhaging recruits to Kentucky and other schools. Start getting them to, them to sign or pound sand. KP, man, it's. You knew the DJ name was going to come up eventually again. We t- we talked about that when when they when he was. We need a win. I mean, the, the text line is. I get we're all down, but the text line is this is the hardest anybody's ever been on KP, and we haven't had a game in almost a week here. <laughs> it has been a while. I can't get that bad Maui taste out of our mouth. Let's. Uh, I mean, I, I guess we apologies if we didn't get to your text today. You got a few more minutes. Read. We we have like one more minute. Read. They're, they're done out there, but you're not done. They, they, they're doing the, it's it's a fundraiser. Day. This is a weak one today, though. There's not many people here today. Texas, LOL, Trevor, the new Knives Out movie is a Netflix movie. Oh, I didn't know. No, but it's I think it's in theaters for this week, and it doesn't go to Netflix until the end of the month. Oh. I could be wrong about that, but I, that's what I thought. Texas, my final straw while watching sports is to scream the quote from Dodgeball to my wife that this is the worst damn display of Dodgeball I've seen in 40 years, <laughs> and I've done that during all six games this year. <laughs> On that note, tonight, uh, dodgeball. 7 o'clock tip off at the KFC Yum Center. Louisville taking on number 22, Maryland. Cards are a 12.5-point underdog. Trevor Kelsey, what goes down tonight? Do we see something that gives us reason to be more upbeat on tomorrow's show? It depends if you're rooting for Maryland or Louisville. Well, this is a Louisville-themed show. Then I'm going to say no. Uh, I, I just I, I think I like to see Louisville have some stints of energy in this game, but I think a slow start and a slower finish is going to end up What's going to happen? Uh, Maryland wins this game by 17. I feel like I've picked us to cover the spread in like every game but one this year. I can't do it tonight. I think Mar- I'm going to say Maryland, give me 76, Louisville 60. Um, oh, you want to pause that thing? We lead at one point during the game in the first half. Well, that would be we haven't led at all in our last two games. We have trailed from start to finish in our last two games. Did we lead in the Arkansas game? We did briefly. No, we led in the uh, Cincinnati game. Oh, yeah, we did because we, we got up. Yeah, because uh, we hit the shot before they I hit think the about, three. Yeah. We trailed from start to finish in both the Arkansas and Texas Tech That's games. what That that's sounds what it right. Was. Yeah, Texas Tech definitely, yeah. So, and well, and the App State game. I'm not saying when we take the lead, but I'm, I'm thinking. We're like, going to have a lead. I'm like seven to eight maybe. Eight to say nine to ten. Is this, a, is this like you're like, we're not going winless at Maui guarantee? Because if so. <laughs> what convinced me? Didn't I have a dream that I, that I had like, like, like 
Whatever it was. Like, <laughs> I think I had like a dream of selling Martin Luther King. All <laughs> right. Well, hopefully, <laughs> we're celebrating win number one tomorrow. Even if we're not, we'll be on at 3 o'clock. Everybody enjoy the game. We'll see you guys tomorrow at 3. Go Cards. Beat the Terps.